0: Hey mate, it's just Matt dropping in. Before we start the episode, you know we're doing four live podcasts in Melbourne on uh, the following four Sundays. That's the third, tenth, seventeenth, and twenty fourth of April, eight forty five at the European Beer Cafe. Uh, there are uh, there's a ticket link and, and more details in the show notes. But if you get a season pass, you get all four tickets for the price of three. That's a freaking bargain. So do yourselves a favour, it would be amazing to see you there.
3: Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnieke and as always I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins.
2: Hello
0: Dave and Jess. Hello
2: Dave. Hello
0: Dave. Welcome to your drive-time commute. Am I doing it Jess? Am I doing radio? (laughs) Yeah, you're doing it. (laughs) I'm doing it.
2: You sounded a bit like the the guy in the chopper doing the traffic report.
0: And looking down there, the traffic is banked up all the way down to Albert Park Lake. (laughs)
2: Perfect. Wow, that's a lot of traffic. Yeah,
0: in, into the water. <laughs> hey, it's so good to be here on the Dugan Podcast. We're having a great time. Life's good. How are you two doing? Um, when I'm saying we, I was talking about me apparently. now I'm.
2: Um, we are good. Uh, um, we are feeling fresh, fit, healthy, fine. When I say we, I am, of course, just referring to myself. Dave, how are you doing? We are
3: <laughs> the best. We've never been better. And uh, by we, I mean you two because I'm terrible. <laughs>
0: Okay, we have a quick question for you, Dave. Now, what is this show about for new listeners?
3: This is a history slash comedy program where we take it in turns to report on a topic often suggested to us by one of our dear listeners. The person nominated for that week goes away, does a bit of research, brings it back to the other two, and they don't know what that person's going to talk about, and it's your turn, Matt, to be the reporter. And you always start with a question to get us onto topic. He does
2: always do that, doesn't he? He always starts with a question. I cannot
0: help myself. It's
2: it's a fun quirk of yours.
3: And your first question is usually, do you mind if I ask you a question?
0: (laughs) And then a follow up question. My question this week is, whose recent autobiography is called No Spin? No Spin. No Spin.
3: It's
2: got to be like a cricketer, right? Spin or someone in PR.
3: Yeah, mm. that's right. It could be. Um,
2: or a dancer
3: Ooh. who
2: could not spin. Wow. Okay, yeah. there's actually a lot of options. Or it could be
3: uh, the biography of a planet rotating on its axis. Oh. Okay. Is it
2: any of these uh, Is it, it Pierce is,
0: Morgan I, I'll give you one more clue Their favourite song is The Scientist by Coldplay Shane Warne It is Shane Warne Warney Warney uh, I put this topic up to the vote uh, With three recently um, passed away legends mm. Uh, and yeah, he came out on top. It was interestingly the, one of the other ones was Neighbours, the TV show, which came jumped out to an early lead. <laughs> yep. And then Shane Warne just reeled them in. Yeah, right. Warne, he As home. he often did. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought I thought was interesting because I would have put up the vote Australian time, so maybe Australian listeners wanted Neighbours, and then uh, English and American, although probably not American listeners. No, American listeners love Neighbours. The third option was. Um, Ronnie uh, Of the Ronettes Ronnie Spector Who also Polled very well uh, Everyone got votes Tight race Uh, So Warnies I think As far as I can tell In the hat Only suggested by One listener Isaac Robinson Really uh, Who Said There's a question When you suggest Topics into the hat uh, Why do you think This would be An interesting topic And Isaac wrote Because it's Shane Warne
2: That's You're (laughs) not wrong You're not wrong Isaac No
0: more um, So yeah uh, Warnie died recently Suddenly So um, uh, It's been uh, Yeah It's been one of You know it's always Feels unearth When you feel yeah. Sad about a celebrity Dying
3: I found out by Taking my phone off flight mode And a message pops up From you Jess In our group chat Saying Shane Warn died Yeah
0: that's how and I, I went, found it as well
2: <gasps> Yeah What? I, like, woke up early one morning and looked on Instagram and people were posting about it. And I was like, what the? And I had to Google it because I was like, no way. I also did the
3: same thing. I was yeah. like, is this a bit, I, like, yeah, I a did weird too. bit? But, you know, I was like, yeah. this, this can't be a true. A morbid bit. Yes. Or has there been a horrific accident or, like, yeah. what's happened?
2: Do you know what? I used to Um, I used to roll my eyes a little bit when, you know, big musicians or, or stuff would pass away and, and people would make sort of long Facebook posts about it and, and talking about their... I don't know, I, sometimes I was like, you didn't know them, like, okay, you're allowed be- but I think I, I retract, I take that back, actually, because I think, um, especially musicians, but like, you know, different artists, actors, sports people, whoever it is, if they've had any kind of influence on you, or if you grew up admiring them, or you just liked them as a person, especially when they, they die Relatively young, it does feel really tragic, and it makes you sort of think about your own mortality, and it makes you think about a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, he—he he was, like, I think, maybe that's part because he just was a larger-than-life guy, yeah. you know, which is a massive cliche. But I—I th- I think he just seemed like to me, I'm, I'm like, he's. Uh, he's going to live forever. He just felt I don't yeah. know why, which is silly, but he just seemed indestructible.
2: Exactly, it's the type of person that you uh, expect to hear of their death at ninety-nine years yeah. old, and you know, and you go, "Yeah." Equalling okay. his
0: highest uh, cricket <laughs> score with the bat in Test cricket. I didn't mean to lead that discussion off, no, the, off I, the top.
2: I kicked that off.
0: No, I think I just I think all of that is in, it is interesting, and it, and it was it just I mean yeah it just took me by surprise you know people famous people die all the time but it, yeah, yeah. it just really hit me hard we were recording an episode that day as we and i was you know listening to the radio and you could hear so many people who were on you know uh the sports station i listen to scn Would you know it was so raw for them. imagine yeah. having to go on to work and talk about a friend of yours and yeah awful um yeah, it was a very surreal We'll probably date. just
2: tweet about it if one of us dies. That's probably the easiest.
1: Yeah, I'll yeah. do a
0: TikTok. <laughs> one <laughs> a of those ones dance? where pointing to words. It's like, I'm mourning. Please <laughs> respect <laughs> me in this difficult time.
2: P.S. Jess dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that
3: soundtrack. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then a voice. Oh no! I am sorry to report that Dave is now dead.
2: So you have been spending some time on TikTok. Yeah, I've seen
0: a few TikToks. I've seen a few. Um, that's your comment If you want to follow me on there, Jess, what's yours? Jess
2: underscore underscore Perkins. Oh, double underscore. I'm
3: looking forward to when you guys are superstars, so I can join on there and get a little bit of uh, off your
0: coat terms. I think yeah. my uh, my followers are now in the hundreds. So Ooh. so just yeah, just a warning, Dave. I might be catching limos around the place. Soon. <laughs> I
1: Appreciate
0: that. Uh, so this is a cricket topic, obviously, but I, I mean, I'm trying to keep the the cricket. Uh, he was a you know legend on the field, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not going to go into that. I think I made that mistake in the Bradman episode a bit, where I might have talked too much cricket. So feel free, you two, to jump in at any point if you think this is getting a bit baffling for Americans oh, or yeah. non cricket <laughs> fans or the whatever. Man.
3: Uh, jump in at any point if you think we're not talking enough about
2: cricket. <laughs> Let me know. Well, that
0: too. I well, mean, Dave, happened- you are a big cricket fan. I, I do guess like- you would have grown up watching a bit of cricket. I don't know you was a cricket fan.
2: Nah, but- it's not. Um, it's not a sport I understand or particularly enjoy. Uh, backyard cricket, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can hit tippity run. Tippity, uh, one hand one bounce. I can. Uh, I can hit a cricket ball with the bat.
0: Yeah, over the fence. Left six
2: or right and handed. Um, wow. But yeah, it's not, it's not a sport I, I follow a great deal. And so like obviously Warney's a, a, a household name in Australia in particular, but I can't say I know a whole heap about the specifics of his career or about his early life or anything. So Yeah, great. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think I knew a big chunk of it and I, I learned more. I've listened to his autobiography. So what's uh, it
3: called? It's called No Spin. No Spin. Even as though a, he is a spin
0: bowler. He's a spin bowler. <laughs> And I feel like there is definitely spin in the yeah, book. Okay. Like he's definitely putting some positive <laughs> spins on certain events, but, um, you know, as obviously you would in your own autobiography. Yeah. Um, and it was read by Reese Muldoon.
2: Ooh. Who,
0: yeah, I quite enjoyed his performance. It was, he Muldoon's doesn't got a sound great like voice. him. He's got a great voice. He sort of lowers it a bit. Ah. And, uh, I Because I also uh, downloaded it as a PDF. And um, I noticed that he was saying wow a lot. like, Wow. You know, that's just how he reacted to things And it, he said wow 22 times in the book Which I don't know if that's high But it feels like a lot of wows That's
3: a lot of wows When you
0: f- uh, work out that's only 15 pages long That's quite a lot of
3: wows Yeah um, But it's
2: not as much as Owen Wilson's autobiography Which wow. is actually called Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that true? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah
0: uh, so anyway, let's, let's get into it. So this week's episode is about Shane Keith Warn, a.k.a. <laughs> the Sheik of Tweak, or the King, or Hollywood, or the Sultan of Spin, or just plain Warnie. <laughs> Keith, what a name. Keith okay, <laughs> named after his old man. So Warn was born, Shane as well is great. Shane's I girl. think the whole, the whole, they're all three. Tick 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 for me. Yeah. Shane Keith Warn. Warney was born in the Melbourne suburb of Upper Fern Tree Gully on the thirteenth of September,
2: nineteen sixty
0: nine. Nice. Uh, to parents Bridget and Keith Warn. going talk a little bit about uh, Bridget. Just because I found it interesting, he he talked a lot about uh, his parents and grandparents on both sides in the book. Uh, and I started going down that path, and I'm like, I'll never get to his life if I. But yeah. anyway, so talk here's a little bit about uh, Bridget. She was born in Germany just after the war in 1946. And in his autobiography, Warn writes, Her father was a Polish refugee who, when he was still a teenager, ended up in Germany on her grandparents' cabbage farm. His name was Joey, and he worked his nuts off on their property just outside Wesselburen. It was there he met Lottie. They were married and had their first child, my mum, Bridget. A couple of years back, mum and dad went to the Wesselburen... Uh, Went to find Wesselburen And would you believe They discovered That not only Does it produce The most cabbages In Europe It also has A cabbage museum A cabbage festival And every year Somebody is crowned Miss Cabbage (laughs) Fact (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love the way The book's written It's so good It wasn't long before My grandfather Joey My grandmother Lottie Mom and her sister Regina Had enough of living As cabbage farm refugees And did a runner All the way to Rome Where they hoped To find a ship To America Instead, they had to go further south to Naples. They found a ship there, all right, but the wrong one. (laughs) And they all ended up coming to Australia. Apparently, the ships to the States were full. So rather than wait a few months, they bought into Australia's land of opportunity. And none of us are complaining. Australia's been a wonderful place for our family. And I would have been a pretty ordinary baseballer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shane, I just don't think that's true.
0: (laughs) No, he could have done it. He He could
2: have done it all.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, re- I loved how the book was written. It sounds like it's just Warnie having a chat.
2: Yeah, it's nice,
0: um, which is probably because that's how it was written. He met up with uh, ex cricketer and, and journalist Mark Nicholas, who uh, and they just chatted about his life for a few years, and then Mark Nicholas sort of just sorted it, it all together. into a, into a book. Uh, so I don't, uh, yeah, don't want to get bogged down in their grandparents' stories. But if you if you are interested, um, it's worth it's worth a read or a mm. listen. That book, I think it's good fun. Sort of it sort of jumps around a bit, but it is good fun. And I'm like, oh, "Wow!" And he's like, "And I just think that's great." And there's a lot, and he is great. <laughs> what a guy! So great. This all it's all very positive, it's very
2: conversational.
0: Yeah. Uh, some of the stories he tells about his grandparents are pretty wild, like how his grandpa Joey, whose real name was Vladislaw Schnepiak, is a Polish name. Wow. Which I don't think I've nailed. Uh, got <laughs> swindled into swapping his house in Geelong for a farm that was not equal in value. He just got talked into it and he, he moved there. But according to Warn, dad reckons Joey was a difficult bloke with a bad temper. He used to get into fits of rage. For instance, he'd knock out a cow if it crapped on him while he was milking. He would be like, bang. <laughs>
3: <What>? And then <laughs>
2: headbutted it or punch it? punch the cow <laughs> oh. and okay, knock, he'd knock it out. Knock out a cow. Wow.
1: He you got to like, punch
2: a cow pretty bang. hard. You've got to bang a cow pretty hard <laughs> to knock it out.
0: Yeah. That just feels like that's a, like that's a story that's been exaggerated over the years. Yeah. But. So he sounds like a bit of a psycho anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Joey. Yeah. But apparently he was a, a very good farmer. How do we know this? Well, according to Warren, we knew he was a good farmer because he was on the front of one of the country magazines in Apollo Bay for ploughing an unploughable field.
1: Imagine that. Wow.
0: Can't argue with that either. Unplowable field. Well, he plowed it. He plowed it. it. Huh?
2: Joey plowed it.
0: Doesn't look unplowable from where I'm standing, Proof from the other end not. of a fucking plow.
3: <laughs> bang! <laughs> What's that? I can't plow. Bang!
0: <laughs> bang, written all caps. Love bang. that. Love that kind of uh, storytelling. How
3: many times is the word
0: bang
2: written throughout this book? <laughs> 22 bangs. I'd control F that in the PDF, I reckon. i us <laughs> <laughs> find that one out. Bang!
0: So, Warren died recently. It was, uh, it's it's still unconfirmed, but a suspected heart attack Mm. at the age of 52. I got a bit of a chill when I read about how Joey died, as Warren writes. Out of nowhere, in the early 1980s, a massive heart attack killed him. He just caved in, and about three years later, my grandmother passed, both of them in their mid to late 50s.
2: Oh, wow.
0: So, this is clearly a, or I mean clearly, it seems like it's a, you know, a congenital. Yeah thing Even though, like this is some people talking assuming that he was uh it was a coke binge or something I know. but he's n- he's never done drugs in his life yeah which is you know pe- people seem to be surprised by that. but he's like he was away on a health kick yeah if anything he, he probably yeah they're saying that um his uh juice diet probably was bad for his heart maybe right like he was sort of his, his diet yeah it's trying like to be healthy but he was doing thing. it in yeah. a Maybe in a bit of a form. Are you saying
3: drugs, know. good, juice, bad?
0: But I'm not that's saying I'm anything. Here. I'm just that's giving I'm you hearing. information that yeah. I vaguely know. Dave? And you draw your own can conclusions. can I offer you
2: some ecstasy?
3: Yes. <laughs> but I will not be washing it down with pineapple juice.
2: <laughs> I have pineapple juice in the fridge.
0: It's oh, so good, actually. I will be washing it down, Delicious. Please. Here's a quick fun fact. or oh, Jess, you can tell me if it's a fun fact or not. And I didn't know this. Warren was born with heterochromia giving him a blue right eye and a green left eye I oh, never noticed that and now that. since I read that you know it's, you know, you notice it but what a cool I thing. wonder if
2: it's a bit less noticeable because it's blue and green and they're a bit yeah. more similar rather than like and blue. yeah because yep. you see that a little bit I didn't uh, no I didn't realise that that's cool
0: I always thought that Bowie was saying you probably talked about that when you did a report on it but his was it looks like that but it was because one eye got injured yeah so one of the pupils was always dilated or something Anyway, let's get into Warney's life. So, when still young, uh, Warney moved with his family to Hampton in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. And around these bayside suburbs is where Warney would call home for the majority of the rest of his life. In a playground accident when only three and a half years old, Warney suffered multiple broken bones. He wrote about it briefly in his autobiography, No Spin, <laughs> saying. Uh, I quote from it a little bit in the report. <laughs> Some kid at nursery jumped off a mound and landed on my legs. Snap.
3: Ooh. <laughs> Bang.
0: Was <laughs> this all caps? as it again? <laughs> yeah. Snap, crackle, pop. Bang. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> uh, when I got out of hospital, I was plastered from neck to knee. It was a spiral fracture and nothing was supposed to move for months during a, uh, the healing period. So I lay flat on a trolley and scooted around the house. Amazing. Uh, Russell Jackson, writing for the ABC, said, uh, Warren later became convinced the upper body strength he developed in these times went some way towards the magic he later produced with a cricket ball in hand.
3: So that's his Spider-Man moment.
0: Yeah. Interesting. A kid just jumping off a mound. Jeez, that, you just would have got him in the wrong spot.
2: Yeah. Ow. Ouch. Uh, Bang! <laughs>
0: Warren was an okay cricketer in his teens He was also good at tennis At one point being ranked third in Victoria for his age group Wow So he was having to make decisions all the time About which one to focus on Mm. So for a year he focused on tennis And that was when he got right up the rankings But his true love was footy According to Chris Payne writing for the Sydney Morning Herald Warren grew up with one goal on his mind To become a star for his beloved St Kilda Football Club (laughs) That doesn't seem to be true because he grew up back for Hawthorne. But anyway, <laughs> I, I found that there's so many things written about him that just don't seem to be fact-checked that much, right. which is really interesting. Um, I don't know why that is, but yeah, there's all these little things that just aren't quite right. Um, he, he did become a Saints lifelong Saints fan, mm. but that was after he was a Hawthorne fan as a kid. So, after seeing him play for Mentone Boy's Grammar, he was invited down to Morabin to play with the Saints under 19 side. And this is, you know, once he got involved with the club, that's why he started. He even said, he was like, I started getting to know some of the other players. I'm like, I probably should go for them now.
2: <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, I mean, I guess makes so. yeah, it makes sense. You are does. playing for them. Yeah. I guess if I had a close friend, like a very close friend yeah. who played in a footy team, I'd be like, all right, I'll go for it. I'll go for the team.
0: You know, Trevor Barker, who's like a legendary Saints player. He was like the best and fairest of the Saints is named after him. So he was a, someone he had a poster on his wall of. He, always, he looked up to him growing up. And then when he was at uh, Morabin, Barker was the one who gave him the nickname Hollywood, apparently. <laughs> It'd be wild for Trevor Barker, who was like famously flamboyant, blonde yeah. guy to be like, oh, here we go, Hollywood. What are you? You're calling you, me he,
2: Hollywood? He, well, thank you, I guess. But have a look in the mirror, Trevor.
0: I also love the idea of Morabin's version of Hollywood, which yeah. is what they both sort of were, which I like to think of me as well, being uh, a, bit yeah. a, a bit of a slice of Hollywood in Morabin growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he ended up at Mentone Grammar on a sports scholarship. This came about because he dominated against them in cricket and football, so they poached him. Like, two, He played football, kicked 10 goals against them, and then he played cricket, took six wickers or something, and hit 60 runs. Like so that. they're like... You should. You,
1: you should want come to come our come here?
0: Yeah. Come here. Well, it'd be better if you were on our team.
3: <laughs> We've written down two ways to take you out. One is draft you. The other is kill you.
0: So, <laughs> so what, do you, what, what do, do you reckon? Uh, what do you reckon, got, Hollywood. <laughs> he got into a bit of trouble at school. At one point, a teacher hit him across the face with a hard-covered textbook.
2: Oh. it's a different time.
0: Yeah. So they this... could
2: really belt kids back then. <laughs>
0: so yeah, this is sort of early eight, early to mid eighties, I guess. Um, that's
2: too late for that to be happening. Isn't that
0: wild? Yeah, my
2: dad will tell stories about you know getting hit in the knuckles at boarding school in the sixties, eighties. Um, too recent.
0: Yeah, it does. It's almost surprising. Although I, I mean, it was still around in the nineties. I remember, I never got hit, but um, my cousin, who was a couple of years above, uh, told the teacher to fuck off, <laughs> and she oh, that's funny. she smashed him with a ruler on oh. the hand. Oh, she was an old school, t- she she that she had the hangover of it, so yeah. she used to do it and would have been like, <laughs> just instinct would have been, we were allowed to do this 10 years
2: ago, bang! Fucking hell.
0: Um,
3: Did she get in trouble?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so, no. <laughs> I probably was told not to do that. We don't, boy, sorry, we don't really do that anymore, I imagine there would have been, <laughs> yeah, of course, sorry about
2: yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, it's, it's just slipped.
0: Um, So yeah So he gets smashed in the face With his hard covered textbook In retaliation According to Warren in his book I got up and was looking for something To throw at him And saw a hard back duster It hit him Straight in the balls (laughs) There was a big white outline Of the duster on his pants And everyone in the class was laughing (laughs) Predictably He sent me to the principal Keith Jones Who was a decent bloke I admitted that I was being A smart ass in class Disruptive and disinterested But I also said That the teacher Couldn't belt me across the face And get away with it Jones said that what I'd done was no good. You know the routine, worn. Pull up your blazer, pull your pants down. I'm going to practice my golf swing on you. Then, not for the first time, he gave me six of the best. Six smashings on the ass with a cane. A few of us used to get caned a bit by Jones, and in the end, we worked out a plan. Sometimes we'd wear four or five pairs of jocks because we figured that if we got sent out of class, we were going to get the cane. The extra padding was just in case we got hammered. That was, so that's...
2: Fucked.
0: Like that it happens crazy. so frequently that yeah. they had to plan around but it. But
3: his mum's like, Shane, why am I washing forty eight pairs of jocks a week? <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: She apparently she she saw the welts one of these times and um, he said this in the book, he said something like She was like, Look, you probably deserved it. And but she went and she talked to she's like, I get it. He probably deserves hitting. But does it have to be that full on? Yeah. Like, can we take it down a notch? Maybe three hits. Um,
2: Maybe hit my boy three times with a cane.
0: But in, interestingly, uh, following that paragraph, he, he basically says, I know that might be a bit full on, but I reckon they've gone too far the other way. Oh, yeah. shame. Yeah. He had nah, like, he quit had while had like a lot of, sentence, of old school. You know, I got hit as a kid and I turned out all
3: right. If I sort was of his mum,
2: I'd be turning up at that school with a flamethrower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> eye for an eye, motherfucker.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you, know the, you know the drill. Drop <laughs> <me> your pants.
1: <laughs> I'm going to practice like my a, golf swing. Isn't
0: that just a, like a spine chilling phrase to hear from a, a teacher? An yeah. adult teacher in a room privately with a kid, pull your pants down, mate. It's like, Disgusting. what the
2: fuck? Yeah, absolutely not okay. But uh, yeah, it is crazy, isn't it, that like, you're so conditioned to that being normal and a thing that just happens that even as an adult to go, ah, you know, mm. ah, I turned out all right. It's like you would have turned out all right regardless. I, you didn't turn out all right because you got smacked.
0: And there's p- possibly things that are lingering yeah. <laughs> because of this that aren't that healthy. I mean, who knows? But yeah, it's interesting because I know a lot of people who think that way, mm. but I think that happens every generation. Every generation always thinks the next generation is getting it a bit too soft. Yeah, that might not have happened when uh, the kids were going off to wars, uh, the <laughs> and the the older century. ones are going, these fucking these kids. kids. Yeah, but they don't uh, know
2: what bloody days since were then. In their lives. Every generation
0: has sort of been like <laughs> they kids are getting it too soft.
2: I don't say that about the next ones under under my generation. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, yeah, just the I, like I had social media in school, but we didn't have smartphones.
0: That's true. This is that is the other side of it. You hear, you'll hear people going, I, "I'm glad." Oh,
1: I'm so fucking yeah, glad. It's,
0: um, but the, to to them, it's just normal. So they're not, they're not
1: yeah, feeling true.
0: they need your pity at all. They're like, this is, "We're dealing with fine. This is just like, reality." I'm on Instagram I at would school. have hated to have not had it. Yeah, I true. can't believe you dealt with life without it. Uh, but yeah, I do have that feeling sometimes mm. as well. Um, but that is just, yeah, just on of you getting really old
2: yeah no that's been happening for a while <laughs>
0: um, it sounds like the Saints under 19s coach Daryl Nisbet had some full on disciplinary methods at the time as well some mentioned by Warren were athletically brutal like having to sprint and climb over a wall and then another sprint and then sprint back to the wall climb back over the wall sprint back and they'd have to do that once for every point they were beaten by. And in an Aussie rules, a bad loss could be by 100 points or more. And he's like, it. sometimes it, they were doing it for hours and hours.
2: Oh, my oh God. My. At
0: the end, they had to drop their pants and he practiced <laughs> his golf swing. Yeah, six of the best. Uh, other methods of his were a little more unusual. What? For instance, according to Warren, one night when they rocked up to training, these are in Warren's words, we got to the club ready to go. And Daryl said, righto, guys, no training tonight. We're all going to run down to the Morabin pub and we're going to drink six pots, which is about three pints, and run straight back. We'll see which of you guys throws up, which of you guys is tough, and which of you guys can handle it.
2: That's masculinity. (laughs) All right, young teenagers, let's run to the pub, drink, sink a lot of piss, and whoever throws up is weak. (laughs) Ha! That's ridiculous. That's so weird. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No.
2: In my fittest, at my absolute prime, uh, I would throw up. Of course, I fucking would. You're also drinking it really fast. Well, that
0: just sounds like you're not tough. <laughs> <laughs> you're not oh, tough
2: enough. Hang on. You're yeah, not gonna no, actually, make it. you might be right. That's <laughs> probably it. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: then the, the coach is like, I just don't know why we keep losing by 100 points. I just don't know. <laughs> it was
0: weird that the Saints had an awful decade in the 80s. <laughs> I think we won, yeah, I think I was saying it recently. We won like five or six wooden spoons. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Warren goes on. So we ran about one and a half case to the pub, drank the beers, and as fast as we could, and then sprinted back. That was our session. Then Daryl said, "Righto, boys, come back tomorrow with a better attitude." He come said, back
2: tomorrow hungover. So <laughs> like, wait, what? Said, what bad attitude? I love the
0: idea that he's like, "Righto, boys, lesson learned, I hope." Wait, what, what
2: lesson? What, what was the lesson? We happened? turned up and you said, "Run to the pub." <laughs> What? Who's paying for these beers? <laughs> Don't do make to, me repeat myself. Do I have to run with my wallet?
0: <laughs> uh, Warren continues. In 1988, I trained with the seniors a couple of times a week for three months. It was fantastic, training alongside players who've become greats of the game. Trevor Barker, Nicky Winmar and Tony Lockett, who in my opinion was the best player to ever play the game. Plugger, who uh, we did a, uh, a bonus mm. episode, Patreon episode a while back on people would if want to know just
2: uh they'd remember that one
0: oh they'd oh, they'd remember they'd live bond. in manchester yeah the manchester crowd <laughs> under understood what a legend i was talking about <laughs>
2: <laughs> i've never hey. seen so
0: many people look at me so confused and i've seen a lot of people look at me confused
3: that night we also
0: spoke about the
2: sims <laughs> you know, I, was gonna say, I talked about the sims that night and, and danny deck
0: chair chair larry okay lawn larry close enough close enough <laughs> uh Warren says finally, I finished the year as leading goal kicker in the under-19s. It was a, an amazing time, and my footy dreams were shaping up pretty well. So, he was full forward, almost like an understudy to plugger, and he was he was doing well, leading, leading goal kicker. I mean, you look like you're an assured player if you're the leading goal yeah, kicker. Yeah, right. the under 19s So, they, they don't have the under-19s anymore, but what I think what it was was basically like the thirds. It's sort of like a, a three-tiered system, the young recruits playing the under-19s and they go up to the reserves and then the res- uh, from the reserves up to the first. So after kicking seven goals one week, which is a, a big bag. Wow. Uh, he was called up to the reserves team alongside future St. Kilda legend and games record holder Robert Harvey. Uh, th- he got the call from the coach. He he, he was crook that week in bed with, with some sort of a flu or something. And he COVID. It could have been an early COVID. He he was patient zero. So he, I'm
2: going to do that every time. So the... Um, oh, it was sick. The COVID. Oh, yeah. It was he, the COVID. The way he she, tells she it... She came down with the Spanish flu. COVID. Oh. Was it COVID It's a it?
0: weird word for COVID. Yeah. Was that, COVID one? So then um, the uh, apparently the way he remembers it, he was about to call the coach, like, I, I can't play for the 19s this week. But as he was going to, he got the call and said, we're bringing you up to the reserves this week. To, you know To play with the The, the adults big The big boys oh, He'd be like Fuck And he was like Okay great You know It was his big chance um, Oh no But this is from his book He didn't have a great game Saying The truth is That I wasn't good enough Not a mile off But in the end Not good enough That's hard to take It went deep Like my soul had been ripped out oh. I was in love with the AFL But the game was not In love with me
2: Oh warning Oh Shane
0: so he, he played on Hannah and Hannah just tore him apart. Hannah ended up being you know like a, a Carlton great. Um, in early 1989, he received a letter from the club saying his services were no longer required.
3: Oh, I was the leading goal kicker for under
2: 19. Yeah, isn't
0: it? It's a it's a wild. Um, he was feeling like Everything was going to plan
2: Imagine if like That letter took a few days To arrive And you were turning up At training And they were like Oh letter hasn't He hasn't got the letter oh. yet Yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. He just pretended okay. Why didn't we just Give it to him at training mm-hmm. That was so stupid Yeah but then he gets The letter and he's like I drank six pots And I didn't vomit <laughs>
3: once This
0: idiot over here Vomited four times Get rid of him Well keep that in mind that That's They were getting him To scale beers uh, When I read this next thing According to Jackson uh, Club honchos Thought he was too fat And slow The club cut him loose and the disappointment stung. So they cut him for being too fat. At training, they were making him skull beers. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Jackson goes on.
2: slow because you're full of beer. It's just sloshing around in your guts. (laughs) Slush, 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 slush.
0: Till his last days, Warren admitted he would rather have been a premiership winning centre half forward than a spin wizard. But wow. it turned out the chunky legs and broad chest that weighed him down on a football field were well suited to the short bursts of strength and velocity required of a good spinner. Yeah, it's interesting, right? He made it like the absolute, absolute pinnacle mm. of a world game cricket or, you know, more of a world game than Australian rules football anyway. And, but he always would have preferred to play... Footy. Play footy. Wow,
2: wow. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, at the age of 19, Warren was playing for the first 11 side for St Kilda Cricket Club. So, first 11 players in a cricket team. This is for the Americans. Um, I,
2: I gun to my head, couldn't have told you how many cricket...
0: 12th man is okay. the, you know, that that's sort of, you know, the spare guy brings on the drinks. Right. So, the so there's
3: ele- 11 first on 11, the field. Yeah. And you can remember that because I was the 13th man. <laughs> of course. Which is a made-up position <laughs> because they felt sorry for me at my high school. That's
2: fair enough. So, there's 22 <laughs> people on... Is it 11 on each team? Yeah. So 22 on a field.
0: Oh, uh, no, only two batting at a time. Oh, mate.
2: yeah, of course. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't yeah, but me... the
2: others are out there for support. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so is he playing, is it because footy's over, he's gone to cricket or is he doing both the whole He was time? All,
0: always doing both. He was playing both and he, he was handy at cricket, but it, wasn't, it just wasn't a passion. He didn't really get it. He wasn't fanatical right. about it at all. He Amazing. would play in the backyard. He said he would, um, he you know he'd he'd pretend to be Australian cricketers a bit in the backyard playing with his brother and stuff. But bowl a golf ball f- up against the uh, was the passion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So St Kilda Cricket Club is a district cricket club in Victoria. So basically, one level below playing for the state, mm-hmm. uh, and
3: that's one level below playing nationally.
0: Yes, Just that's right. And, and that's is one. The highest that's one
2: level p- below playing in space. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah playing true. for Earth, Honestly. the Earth Eleven.
2: <laughs> Warney would have been good enough to play for Earth. I would have played for Earth. For Don't Earth, you no even doubt worry about that. About that. that made Warney would have bowled for Earth.
0: Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine what he could have done in like zero gravity somewhere. Oh wow. my goodness. Oh, the drift he would have got in <laughs> space. Uh, so. Around this time, he went to England for a year. It just seems like a bit of a whim. One of his mates was going over there, and like a a lot of Aussie cricketers do, spent um, a summer over in the English summer. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Not just cricketers, just in general.
2: London, filled with Aussies.
0: Uh, This is back to his book, saying, I joined up with the Imperial Club in Bristol. I was 19 years old and began to hang out with a bunch of great guys who loved a beer and taught me how to drink a pint. (laughs) We're talking truckloads of them. I was 79 kilograms on the scales when I left Oz and I came back 99 kilos. I learn to drink, play cricket, and, well, a few other things about life, too. Not sure what he means by oh that, but no, anyway. He
2: fucked it.
1: He fucked it. I
0: think there. he's talking about losing the he virginity. He lost his virginity. Yeah.
2: And that's okay.
0: And you know he did because he's real cool about it. Yeah, yeah He exactly. just says a few other things. Wink.
2: And see, that's the thing. Like, that's how Whereas we- Whereas
0: Dave would say-
2: Exactly. This is, this is how we know Dave yeah. definitely has it because he, like-
0: Off the pod, he's always saying he's things like, like- oh,
2: I've done it. Yeah. Oh, come on. I've done a little- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Come no, i have, Shut up oh, like that, yeah. whereas like Warnie's being like cool and chill about yeah, exactly. it, and that's how you know he's well, definitely a few other done things it. About
0: life, uh-huh. it's
3: hard to imagine Warn ever being a virgin.
2: True, but you would hope at some point he was.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans
0: from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds.
1: Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right?
0: A season in England introduces you to the game in a really interesting way. There's a lot of cricket, like three, four, sometimes even five games a week, which allows you to bowl so many overs in such different conditions and circumstances. You learn about yourself and your game. It's a terrific experience. So
3: you're still talking about cricket?
0: Still talking about
2: cricket.
3: (laughs) Uh,
0: Three
3: or four or five times a week. It was great. too much. That's a lot lot of cricket. You learn a lot about yourself. That's too
2: much cricket. I and I'm talking about both types of cricket. Oh. <laughs> both at 11 on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but only two batting.
3: <laughs> I was the 13th man
0: <laughs> watching. <laughs> Bringing out the drinks.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was not there sure f-
3: what
0: we're talking about. <laughs> I was there for <laughs> six months and played 70 or 80 games. In Australia, it would take you four or five years to play that many games. So I fast-tracked my learning and, as well as unraveling how to drink 10 pints, I got to understand my craft a little more.
2: Craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> he an early craft beer. But yeah, you think about like flying hours, the amount of time you spend practicing something.
0: Yeah, 10,000 hours.
2: Yeah, exactly. So if he's... Yeah, playing a lot of cricket, you are going to get really good really quick.
0: Yeah, well that's he put it in those exact terms. He talked about his 10,000 hours and how playing over there helped him get yeah. there a lot quicker than he would have otherwise. Yeah. Um,
2: how interesting. Just to be able to, like, six months, what was the... Um, it would take you a few years. He reckons,
0: yeah, it would have taken uh, four or five years to, for the same amount of games. How crazy is that?
2: Which is,
3: like, half a career.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. For a lot
0: of players. Yeah. Something else that's really interesting uh, is that Leg spin at this time was basically, it was a dying art. It just didn't really exist in world cricket anymore. Uh, it's it was obviously being,
2: something we all understand um, and know what it is.
0: Well, you you know, it's slower bowling where the uh, the ball is made to turn. Yep. Um, so rather than just straight out pace, which uh, was the the big thing in world, you know, and still it always will be, but mm. it was the only thing back then. Apparently, you know, the West Indies. Uh, and, you know, before that, Lillian Thompson in Australia. Fast bowling was king. And Mm -hmm. then, so he was coming in uh, at quite an interesting time. Basically, people were like, there won't be leg spinners in. There were hardly any around, even. Interesting. Uh, So, back in Australia, he went on uh, to play again with St. Kilda Cricket Club, where he was spotted and invited to the Australian Institute of Sports Cricket Academy under coach Jack Potter. According to Jackson, in April 1990, Warren arrived in typical style at the academy. Uh, Colleagues there at the academy, Justin Langer and Damien Martin, future Australian players, spotted him taking down a family-sized pizza and a can of (laughs) VB. Warren's eventual expulsion seems inevitable in hindsight. (laughs) He would always chafe at the system, but Potter had time enough to teach him his lethal flipper. A key addition to the bag of tricks that eventually shook the cricket world, the flipper of is a it's kind of his iconic ball. That's his right. signature ball. It's the one that sort of he, he clicks his fingers almost, and it just skids on fast and low. Yeah, wow. I think that's hopefully. Last time I tried to explain cricket, uh, cricket people came at me and sure. said you you said all that stuff wrong. I'm I'm halfway between you, Jess, mm-hmm. and hardcore cricket fans. Okay, I've watched a lot of You're it. A cricket I'm fan. a ca- casual cricket fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so if you said something wrong um and you and you are a hardcore cricket fan listening Please shut correct up. Okay. Shut up.
0: <laughs> please correct You me. shut up. <laughs> um But anyway, yeah, the flipper that, that that was that was his iconic ball.
2: It was also the iconic move in the uh Australian film The Cracker Jack.
0: Oh yeah, about right. lawn so bowls. which is exactly that what it would have been Yeah. And was it called the Flipper?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think so, yeah. So
0: that would have that would have definitely been a reference to Warnie.
2: He was trying to spin a yeah, lawn bowl. Yeah, there you bowl. go. Very funny. Mick Malloy. What a film. What a good film. stuff.
0: Uh Wayne Hope probably. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, I should watch that again. Um so Jackson said there that Warn was expelled, but in his book he says he quit.
2: Okay. It's like what
0: wow, there's all these things that are just uh commonly reported differently to how he tells it. Um, and he tells it in a lot more detail, so I kind of take his word for it a yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the academy group were all up in Darwin on a training camp, uh, staying at a hotel when Warren was sent home for mooning other guests from the hotel pool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, and he's writing that. Yeah. He's saying I was mooning people. He didn't say in the moon, pool. he said
0: brown eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look,
0: I did a few brown eyes.
2: Was he so he was in the pool or people in the pool? He was in the, the pool. pool and, okay. and
0: uh, uh, he ended up partying with some girls up the top. But he, he opened that conversation with a brown eye, I believe, from the pool. Oh, that's beautiful.
2: I mean,
3: obviously it worked.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know it's hard to have a good opener, but that's. Uh, <laughs> so that's
2: it. he's yes. got a brown eye and a blue and a green <laughs> eye. <laughs> <laughs> he's got them all. He's
0: got them all. <laughs> Ladies, what do you want?
1: I got them all. That's the
0: real hat trick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the next day. Um, he was called in by the academy management. They're like, "What are you doing? You can't, you can't do that. Uh, we've had complaints."
1: <laughs>
0: so he, they go, "We're sending you home." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, "Are you going to take me to the airport?" And they said, "No, you're catching the bus back the to Adelaide."
2: Bus from Darwin, Darwin to, Adelaide, to Adelaide, which took over
0: forty <gasps> hours. And it was one. I was like a tourist bus that's stopping in every
1: oh
2: my God.
3: every gift
2: shop town. And I mean,
3: but is there any mode of transport that lends itself better to brown eyeing people? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, That's a good point. <laughs> Doing
2: forty hours. But week. what are you brown eyeing out there? Camels. <laughs> 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 Not so, a lot of traffic out there, Dave. No, that's straight through the centre of Australia. That's right. That's just desert.
0: Which I, I mean, it's. Oh, it'd be I'd incredible. Loved, loved it, but not in not that on way. A not on a bus, bus where it's just going straight there, no stops and oh, no. So you know, there's no money in cricket back then. So he, he was broke. He didn't have any money to be, you know, stopping along the way or anything. So he gets back, and there. So the the academy was based in Adelaide. They'd go to this place. Their accommodation wasn't on site like it. I think it would be now. The, the accommodation was above a pub. So that's okay. where they these young twenty year old nineteen twenty year old guys they just group together, they're having breakfast down the pub with you know with a beer and yeah
3: all our young guys have drinking problems and we just don't know why <laughs> to figure it
0: out. Uh, so he gets back there now by himself and he's like I don't know what it you know he was sort of getting up playing some pool he said and he's like and he, he just quit he ended up, he, he's like this isn't for me I'm, it's not working out and he he quit um, yeah. So I think as I was writing this report At this point I've, I've written a note Some of this is going to sound like gibberish To some people Brackets Americans I'm going to try and avoid using too much lingo On inside baseball stuff uh, but I but
2: they don't understand the baseball For Australian
3: people Baseball is kind of like American cricket Yeah, yeah. that's right
2: <laughs> They love it over there don't they They love their American cricket Oh, They hold a, the bat funny don't they What are they doing It's, it's Australia
0: a, yeah. and America's pastime <laughs> so around this time Warren hooked up with Terry Jenner who would go on to become his mentor who was a guy who who did a bit of spin bowling for Australia on and off uh, I think maybe in the 70s Uh, according to Jackson Jenner was a former test leg spinner who'd fallen on hard times serving 18 months in jail for embezzlement it didn't bother Warren who sensed a kindred spirit Jenner became his spin whisperer and their fortunes rose in tandem Warren was selected to play for Victoria in the 1990-91 Sheffield Shield season, the state cricket season, uh, one level below playing for Australia. He took only one wicket on debut, debut. <laughs> but as they weren't, there weren't many young Australian spin bowlers at the time, because it was a dying art, uh, he was selected for the Australian B-teams tour of Zimbabwe. In his book, he's like, Zimbabwe, love Zimbabwe, great country. At the time, this, their president, Mugabe, he was ruining it, but he's gone now, and it's a lot better. I love how he just summed it up so,
2: so s- eloquently, so
0: eloquently brief. I loved it. That like,
2: he was no good. I reckon. Yeah, he was a bit crook. He's but gone. He's gone, and it's of He's like, it's
0: a great country, but just there's a real bozo in charge. <laughs> uh, 1992, Warren would become a shock inclusion for the Australian team against India in Sydney in January of 1992 after playing only seven first-class games. Wow. So, playing playing for Victoria a handful of times, not really setting the world on fire, but there just weren't many options around. Sydney's a a spinner's uh, wicket, traditionally. So, I mean, if you don't know cricket, different grounds sort of have different... um, uh, what, what would you? How would you describe it? Different,
3: different conditions, conditions for, for, for bowling. Yeah. yeah, so
0: back in the day, I think the Australian wickets have sort of um, come a bit more middle ground, all of them. But Perth used to be fast and bouncy. Sydney span, span,
1: span, span. <laughs> Sp-
0: <laughs> so Shane warner is a
3: famous spanner.
1: <laughs> span.
0: <laughs> He's spanned with the best of them. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> no span, <laughs> span. <laughs> oh no we've got so long to go
3: <laughs> and also some some wickets like famously deteriorate over the because f- they play over five days that's right so and you sp- want to bat first because by the fifth day there's all these cracks in the in the in the pitch that if the ball hits it it bounces all over the place and the bats batter's like oh i don't know what i'm doing yeah you get less
0: consistent bounce yeah. and then there's all the footmarks from the days of bowling and batting on at each end of the pitch so spinners have more areas to aim for, to get extra grip and turn on the ball. So it just becomes harder to bat, usually. Oh. as the, Although the recent series in Pakistan, at least the early games were very different from that. It was just, they called them, they were like roads. It was just batting wickets and led to boring draws. Anyway, you know, pick up a game in Pakistan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Their first international tour in decades.
0: Yeah, and they've just made boring wickets strange. But, um, hey, sorry about that. I didn't mean to get political.
2: I hate it when you get political
0: The selection was even a shock to Warn So he, he gets yeah, called right. up to play for Australia Is he like,
3: about to call <laughs> his coach and call in sick yeah. For the Victorian game Actually Warnie We need you On the plane Because you're playing for the country
2: Oh, oh great Great perfect Great Gonna so need some suitor I the think I've got COVID <laughs>
0: <laughs> At the prior match uh, In Melbourne at the MCG Warnie was there as a spectator and he bumped into the Australian team manager, Ian McDonald. Warney had three pies under his right arm <laughs> and a beer under his left when McDonald said, go easy, mate. You might be playing in Sydney. And Warney thought he was just joking, but he wasn't. And he found out later, he like, oh, bloody hell. So that's, Warney, that's how Warney tells that story.
2: Three pies and a beer. And he's like, I thought he was joking, so I ate those three pies. <laughs> yeah, good one. And I went back for some chippies.
0: On debut, debut, Warren took the big wicket of opening batsman Ravi Shastri, but not before Shastri had smashed a double century. He got, you know, plundered all over the park. Uh, and he finished his first match with the unimpressive figures of one for 151.
3: So that means one wicket for 151 That's runs. That's right.
0: Yeah, he took, he took out one batsman, but they scored 150 runs against his bowling directly. Uh, despite the inglorious debut debut Warn was finding a passion for cricket Which is wild As he was already playing at the highest level And
2: he's finding he's a like, passion I'm finding a passion <laughs> you, you know what this is alright This is alright
0: It's another thing that's slightly contradictory In, in something he said Because he, he clearly had a, a kind of A blessed rise to the top And at one point he says That uh, now they don't Players are expecting to be just get to the top real quick. You used to have to earn your stripes, he's saying. He's not realizing in his own story (laughs) he got to the top so quickly.
3: Yeah, without even really wanting to be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I guess he's talking about younger players who are maybe complaining about having to wait, but still. Yeah. You can't all expect to just play seven state games and go to the top level. Uh, Looking for guidance, Warren drove to Adelaide to visit his mate, New mate Terry Jenner on a whim He packed a slab, uh, picked up a slab of beer on the way As well as a speeding fine When he arrived Warn said to Jenner I want to learn the passion uh, <laughs> Warn said to Jenner When there's a full stop You normally stop and restart But I just thought I'd plough through then He said I want to learn The passion is bubbling <laughs> And I'll do whatever it takes
2: I want to learn the passion is <laughs> bubbling
0: <laughs> Warnie slow down <laughs> And according to Warren in his book, he says, TJ gave it to me. He just ripped into me like you wouldn't believe. What the hell he said? You're overweight. Fat actually. You've got no discipline and you think you're better than you are. You don't deserve to play for Australia. Some guys used to dominate state cricket and never got picked. Others, me for one, would get a game here and there and then get binned. You've got some amazing talent. But I question your commitment. You got a game for Australia because there's no one else out there right now. You're a lucky boy, all right but you're not that good, not yet anyway, although you could be. So let's get serious. Put the beers back in the car, all two dozen of them, and tomorrow take them back to the bottle shop. While you're with me, there's no beers. Actually, put them in the fridge for another time. (laughs) It's like that's, now that's storytelling. I love that.
2: That is, okay, so when my brother was 18 and he got his motorbike license and came home with a motorbike, it was that same sort of tone from dad of You are not riding a motorbike They are incredibly dangerous I am very disappointed in you Can I have a go please?
1: <laughs>
2: and then dad got a motorbike And they'd go riding together Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah, it was that same sort of tone of No, I am very upset at you Give us a go
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of midway going <laughs> yeah. Actually, sounds a bit of fun yeah. Can I Actually, come along? Actually, I'm
2: being a hypocrite I had one when I was your age
0: <laughs> so, Warren expected to visit Jenna just for a couple of days, but it turned into six weeks and an intense training course where Warney got back into shape and continued his education in the art of leg spin bowling. In the biopic, this will be a training montage. Yeah, I big time.
2: <laughs> With Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Or something else inspiring. He
0: kept saying he got up and he'd go for a run and he didn't even have a ciggy before he went.
2: Didn't even have a ciggy before he went for a run. No darts. You're he said for the
0: first time he got off the couch, didn't have a dart before he went for a run. Wow. And, he, and he he kept that up During that six week period He went to Merv Hughes' wedding Went sober Like ah, he took it real serious That's great But it, it, it's another It's seeming like Slight misconception about him he'd, He would drink a lot sometimes But he said He'd go for weeks without dr- drinking Through his life It's not it's not like a thing he had to have Yeah But when he went out He would often Have quite a <laughs> he few He would binge drink He'd binge drink Yeah hey, he'd go out and drink
3: 29 beers
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, he. D- yeah, maybe. Um, he, although something he said later on, he would drink a, his drink of choice out at pubs and stuff would be vodka Red Bulls. Oh, like that can't be your session. <laughs> no, <laughs> your session drink can't be Red Bull. I di- I've made that mistake once. Yeah. I can't believe he, <laughs> he stuck with it. He obviously Oof. never went too far. But shit. Um, Warne remained in the national squad and had a few decent matches through the rest of nineteen ninety two, including taking seven wickets against the West Indies at the MCG. But it wasn't until the nineteen ninety three Ashes series in England when Warney truly arrived on the international stage. Most famously, with the first delivery of the series, now known simply as the Gadding Ball, aka the Ball of the Century. <laughs> you familiar with this no. one, Bob? Have you you know it?
3: Yeah, would you have seen it over the last uh, couple of months? As Tributes for Warney of, Probably
0: Maybe Do you want to watch it quickly I'm curious to see If it's a, To me I mean it just It just is a, it's, it's a thing of beauty
3: And so this is his First ball of the ashes And for People at home The ashes is like The series uh, Series that England Plays against Australia And there's a
0: lot of rivalry So it drifts Left to right in the air Wow Pitches outside leg stump and then spins back and ta- and takes the off stump. <laughs> Look at his face. Sh- wow. So that that went on to be known as the ball of the century. Wow. Which Warren calls a bit of a fluke. He's like, you know, <laughs> normally it takes a bit of time to warm up and get into it. And he just it just came out perfect and it was, yeah, just a ridiculous ball. Um, I'll post, uh, I'll post that video to the social medias. Awesome. According to Jackson... The funny thing about what followed, uh, this is the English tour, was that England didn't even plan for Warn. He was held back from the one-day international preliminary uh, matches and instructed by his captain, Alan Border, not to deploy his full arsenal in tour games. So he ju- Border apparently took him aside. So they play a lot of these games leading up against universities and county sides and stuff. And Border said to him, no matter what, only bowl leg breaks don't bowl your your flipper, don't bowl your Romans, mm. don't show them your tricks.
2: Yeah, because then they can sort of prepare yeah, that's to right. defend yeah. that or to, you know, how to deal with that. Exactly, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or if
3: he's taking nine wickets a match, they'll start to notice him a bit more.
0: That's right. Yeah. and be like assuming he was definitely going to play because as it was, England didn't even think he was going to be playing. They're like, he hasn't been taking many wickets no one really there's no real leg you keep him in your back
2: pocket until you really need something yeah and then he comes out and blows him away
0: um but instead
2: uh, he was just too good to straight away
0: yeah amazingly just on the very first balls uh so jackson goes on instead he used his first delivery to baffle his opponent tilt the momentum of the series irreversibly in favor of australia and cause a mini revolution in the game Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it," said commentator Richie Benno, and still doesn't know as he was walking off the ground. <laughs> I've watched the ball a bunch of times recently. It's so good to watch. Um, yeah, just the way I, it, it's like how it moved in multiple yeah. ways. It's just freaky. It's amazing. Uh, the caption to a photo I saw yesterday from moments after the ball, photo of, of Gadding says, "Mike Gadding looks despondently at his stumps." <laughs> just. The phone is just I'm like I don't know what, <laughs> what happened, happened? What It was happened? all so
2: fast I came out here to bat And then what the fuck and was that It must that? take ages to put all those pads on and stuff <laughs> <hey.
1: don't>
2: <laughs> It must be so annoying You get out there and you're like Get fucked Now i got to take it all off
1: Ugh, well, It takes a, ages well, a waste of time Give us
2: a hand would you It's, it's, weird, it's in a weird spot I can't It's hard to do
0: yeah, he's a, uh, Can't get out in first ball
2: Oh my god It's <laughs>
0: a classic backyard rule Yeah Especially from the <laughs> from the ultra-competitive uncle. Can't get out first ball.
2: <laughs> the best one, yeah, can't get out first ball definitely came up. One time my dad made a fatal error uh, and it was – because my, on my mum's side of the family, uh, the grandkids, there's 10 boys and two girls. There's only two of us. And so I was playing cricket with all the boys and dad was batting. I caught dad out and he said, you can't get caught out by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> what? And
1: my
2: mum is one of like seven. Mum's one of seven. So there's all of these women who just turned and stared at him. And I'm sitting there like, What is that? The even? Fuck? And he goes, I mean, you can't get caught out by your daughter. First, we're all like, You're out. He's just stretching up. for yeah. He's like, i am stuffed up. I have.
0: Can't get caught by a Libran or whatever your sub sign is.
2: I was like, Dad, you're out. <laughs> okay, cool. Not, nothing about his like Eight year old catching it Yeah None of that
0: That's good parenting yeah, I reckon <laughs> I reckon it's that's good. the kind of thing That would make you feel like Your contribution was worthwhile yeah. And you should step up It was up. good that
2: I was playing <laughs> um, He probably remembers that story Quite differently Sorry dad
0: Luckily it's on video And we'll upload it to YouTube <laughs> <laughs> uh, So uh Jackson continues. From that moment, Shane Warne was a superstar of world cricket. Wow. When that perfect leg break fizzed past Gadding and took the bales, the dying art of leg spin became the most captivating spectacle in the game, or more <laughs> accurately, Warne did. There was no sight in sport like the Shane Warne show. The sense of anticipation as he removed his cap, adjusted his shirt sleeve and shaped a bowl. The change in the game's mood, the adjustment of the batsman's body language, the whirring of the ball as it arced through the air. The ridiculous angles of the spin he extracted on pitches around the world. How it must have delighted Benno, a past master of the craft. His commentary of Warren's most famous moment held true thereafter. Batsmen simply didn't know what had happened to them. That's that's pretty, uh, pretty w- wild sort of um, couple of paragraphs. Yeah,
2: really well, really well written.
0: Uh, but he is true. Like as a kid, when he came in a bowl, he just got excited. Yeah, and. Yeah, just you knew something was about to happen. Those
2: players don't come along all that often in mm. all sports. Yeah. So when somebody's like really exciting to watch, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Imagine so, being that person. Yeah.
0: It would be hard to deal with, I think.
2: Totally. Yeah.
0: Especially because it's come out of nowhere for him. Yeah. His rise. He's happened still really, really quick. young. Yeah, he's in his early 20s and he was saying it was, he was all of a sudden, you know, in England. He couldn't go anywhere without. Being handed, he's like everywhere I went, it felt like everything had changed. Wow! Overnight, so yeah, it was a lot to deal with. Which he, he said himself that um, he had a kind of sheltered childhood. He's like I hardly went to any parties. Yeah, and um, you know, it was a, you know, he just lived at home and played sport. But yeah, just all of a sudden, he's a superstar on both. Sides of the world. Crazy. All two sides of the All world. All two
2: sides. Both wow. England
0: and Australia. Yeah,
2: the whole world.
0: And I, I mean, massive in India and, um, yeah, people loved watching him play. Warren went on to take the most wickets in that Ashes series with 34, three more than fellow Victorian Big Murph Hughes, uh, who I interviewed on The Beer Pioneer if people want to check oh, that out.
2: That's right. I forgot about that.
0: Uh, and once
3: we had to ask him to move his car.
0: To Murph his car, <laughs> <laughs> we were real nervous. Can you move your car?
3: You, oh, um, Could you
2: move your car, Merv?
0: Yeah, because he was at uh, the old stupid old studios recording some cricket commentary. That's
2: right.
0: That was so fun and that we're day. Like
2: Merv fucking Hughes is Hughes here.
0: What a guy! Um, yes. So anyway, Warren's position in the Australian team was well and truly locked in at this stage. I'm not gonna, because he he played for you know nearly two decades uh, at the top level. So I'm, I'm not going to go into too much. I'm going to summarise it a bit or um, use Jackson's summary here. Uh, I feel like in the Bradman episode, I might have talked too much about his cricket stuff, maybe.
2: I mean, he was a very famous cricketer. Yeah, so it was
0: probably something That's you would have fine. to mention.
2: <laughs> As is Shane Warne, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so this is from Jackson's article. His playing career can be split into four phases. The first took place between 1993 and 1998 when he burst onto the scene. Uh, took all before him and claimed his first 300 test wickets. The second Australian to do so after his hero, Dennis Lilly. It was the time of effortlessly wrecking English fortunes, toying with Daryl Cullinan and making even the world's best batsmen look foolish. Daryl Cullinan, who's like maybe his most famous bunny, like it was a real psychological thing where he just got him out cheaply every time. Mm. He was one of the top South African batsmen, but yeah. It was almost like a running joke wow know, which i obviously got into cullinan's head and he yeah. just didn't didn't deal with it um jackson goes on the main problem in that phase was physical so often was Warren called up to save australia's day putting extraordinary strains on his body he began suffering a host of painful injuries that would eventually threaten his career uh the second phase might be subtitled scandal and disgrace Between 1998 and 2004, Warren was still a match winner, but he could also be a one-man disaster zone. In that period, (laughs) infidelity cost Warren his marriage and injuries scrapped entire summers. This period involved controversies like uh, John the Bookie and a one-year drug ban, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. Uh, The third phase came when he returned from his drug ban in 2004. At 35, in elite cricket terms, he was on borrowed time. Remarkably, between then and his fairy tale retirement after the 2006-7 Ashes, Warren took hundreds of wickets, wow. moving past the 500, 600 and 700 test wicket milestones. He was the first player to ever hit 600 and 700 wickets. Wow. It redeemed him and fans soaked up one of the great late career sprees. A shining example of that twilight brilliance came in the generation-defining 2005 Ashes, which were lost by Australia. Giving his advancing age and the chaos of his private life at that point, Warn's 40 wickets at 19, that means he took 40 wickets at an average of 19 runs per wicket, mm-hmm. uh, remains an astonishing feat. Against England, he always rose to the occasion, but it was not a relationship of antagonism. He was a star there too for Australia and Hampshire. Warren often talked of his script writer, a cliche to be sure. He ta- In his book, he talks a bit about like I kind of feel like my life's like the Truman Show. (laughs) Uh, But also... So, it's a cliche, but also a measure of his wonderment that his life could be so often veering away from one disaster over to glory. Hmm. His final milestone was a case in point. His 700th wicket came five days after he announced his retirement. Falling in front of his adoring home crowd in Melbourne. The atmosphere was overwhelming. He talks about that day at the start of his book. Mm. How, from what, how I read it, he got like two hours sleep the night before. When did a charity breakfast and then went to the game.
2: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know how you do that.
2: No. I don't
0: know how you do that.
2: Adrenaline, I guess.
0: I went to that test match. I went by myself. I don't think I've ever, ever gone to... I've gone to the footy occasion by myself cricket it's a long day yeah just to sit up in the stand but I'm like I just no one was around to go with I definitely have friends and um <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: all in Canada
0: but I'm like it's Warney's last Melbourne test match I've got to go and I'm glad I did but um yeah it was it was kind of surreal
3: and we were you there the day he got the 700th wicket
0: uh, no I wasn't there that day but I, I think I was there the day bold I'd have to it's, isn't that funny that it it's a, a kind of a blurry memory now I mean it was 16 years ago but I wasn't there on the first day which is when he took it I think I was there on the I was there later in the test match I think I was there on the last, the last day yeah
1: okay
0: which was, wasn't was the fifth day I think it ended early I have to double check that though isn't that funny um, nah so he was the first cricketer <laughs> I, I think the I mean it's just an aging thing but geez little memories that I, I used to be able to recount every gig I'd seen and yeah. when and where and all that sort of stuff and now I'm like yeah, I've seen them when, And I'll, luckily things like set lists are there
2: Yeah, true I
0: can look it up and be like Yes, it was at that one at that venue Yeah And there's the set list So cool But I we...
2: mean, Matt, you are 362 years old I'm an, I'm an old
0: man
1: You're like, when Nobody's first...
2: expecting you to remember everything Yeah, the first time I heard "Bark," When was that?
1: <laughs> when was that? <laughs> My little
0: grey cells are <laughs> real tiny now Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're really little so, he was, the, as I said, the first cricketer to reach of the 700 number, and it's only been surpassed by a schlanken legend, Mutaya Muralitharan who even got to 800.
2: Whoa, that's incredible. Yeah.
0: He got to 800 flat.
2: Wow. The well, so, they, they had a real good. battle
0: between the two of them. Quite different bowlers. One... Um, off spin one leg spin
3: one chucking one knot
0: yeah well morally <laughs> I'm
3: just saying that no, to be controversial I don't yeah, actually know
0: no, I, I mean he did they basically I think they changed the rules for him about how he he had a a bent arm action which oh, yeah. would have been against the rules and it got slightly changed and he you know he worked on it and stuff I don't think it, it's not controversial anymore but at the time, at the time very a lot of people yeah. were like yeah, that's not bowling, that's throwing. Okay. And he even got called in test matches for chucking a few times. It's all, it was all very controversial at the time, but now he's just known as a bona fide legend of the game. Obviously, wow. he's taken more wickets than anyone in test cricket. Wow, that's
3: and cool. And his interview seems like a cool dude as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, d- and him and Warnie were good mates. That's nice. When the um, tsunami hit Sri Lanka, Warnie called him up and was like, what can I do to help? And he, he flew over at the next opportunity with it and he, he sorted out a bunch of... Um, bats and stuff to take them like heaps and heaps of stuff to hand out to the kids there and him and Morley did. And apparently
2: that's nice. Like,
0: it, you know, it was just like they were going through hell and it's just a funny little, he's a cricket. I know you I know, lost yeah. your house, but he's a cricket bat. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like,
2: food would have been good or. <laughs> house uh, you know, I, I might've nah, been some as well, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's easy to criticize, but like he went and did something.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he turned up. Yep. So back to Jackson's article, uh, The final phase of his uh, cricketing career was between his retirement and 2013. Uh, That was his globe-trotting stint as a T20 specialist. So T20 is a relatively new format of the game where they just each team plays 20 overs, trying to make it quicker for the internet generation. You know, (laughs) (laughs) is probably how they pitched it. Yeah, Um, look,
2: they don't have the attention span they used to. They're always on the TikToks (laughs) and the Instagrams.
0: So he, he played for the Rajasthan Royals in the Indian Premier League and the Melbourne Stars in the Australian Big Bash. And, uh, yeah, he took the Royals to the inaugural premiership and uh, like an inexperienced team, and he, he captained them and led them to the, the first IPL championship. And Jackson says, if nothing else, it meant his career had spanned three decades, allowing another generation to say they'd seen a little of Warren's magic in the flesh. For all of this, numerous honours flowed. He was one of Wisden's five cricketers of the century alongside Don Bradman, who we've talked about in a previous episode, as well as Englishman Jack Hobbs and West Indian legends Garfield Sobers and Viv Richards. And he was entered into the International Cricket Council's Hall of Fame. Uh, On honour boards around the cricket world, his name appears in gold leaf, which means you get your name on the board if you take five wickets or score a century or whatever. Uh, but just as Warren was never one for stuffy traditions, his appeal to fans transcended statistics and trophies. The statistics don't go close to telling the story of the career, but they remain compelling. 708 test wickets at 25.71, that's the average we're talking about, how many runs per wicket. 293 at the same cost in one-day internationals and a similar average in first-class First class, list A, and T20 ranks. It's really interesting. Yeah, his, his average in all formats is around 25, interestingly. Uh, wherever Warren went, he took wickets. When a game was on the line, he was the man his captain looked to. Um, some other stats include his 195 Ashes wickets, the most by any player. Wow. Uh, he also has the all-time record for most test wickets in a calendar year when he took 96 in 2005. He also played a pivotal role in Australia's 1999 World Cup tilt. He took the equal most wickets for the tournament, and when the competition was online, he produced two player-of-the-match performances in the semi-final and final, helping Australia win the tournament. Uh, You know what a hat-trick is, Bopper?
2: Yes, three.
0: Three three wickets in a row? Three (laughs) wickets and three... Consecutive deliveries Nailed that Kind of like a triptych of wickets yeah. If you will Ooh. In the history of test cricket There have only been 46 hat-tricks So they're pretty rare Warney got his hat-trick At the Melbourne Cricket Ground In 1994 The third wicket fell When Booney took an absolute screamer <laughs> Diving to his right <laughs> When fielding at short leg Gave me tingles watching it yesterday I was generally like Whoa. Uh, And Tony Gregg's commentary Was so good uh, I thought about Clipping it out to play it But instead I'm just going to read it Will you put on the Tony Gregg voice? Uh, my South Africa via England accent? I don't think so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, let me see <clears throat> The grudge is a place you park your car <laughs> Oh, he's got him Has he caught him? Yes, he has He's got him It's a hat trick Yes, he's gone He's gone It's a hat trick <laughs> That's a hat trick to Shane Warne A great moment in his career What a catch by David Boone <laughs> Not bad so at that's all That's pretty good was, If you've heard Tony Gregg That's very <laughs> no, If not you've bad. heard Tony
1: Gregg
2: I haven't But I still It was still fun
0: <laughs> Yeah I no, It was just so fun just, I love yeah. it He was such a great commentator That
2: felt very captivating uh, Often very anti But it was too. like
0: Booney is a nugget right and he was fielding Right in close to the bat And he just died Dived sideways oh. Such a sick catch He um, was also A handy though Inconsistent batsman In the 2001 Perth test Against New Zealand He made his highest score against, I think, your favourite cricketer, Dave. Am I remembering this right?
3: My favourite... Uh, who who,
0: who are they playing? New Zealand bowler. Oh, uh, Daniel Vittori. That's right. So,
2: while, He's really putting you on the spot a few times I today. know, I was just
3: thinking, Oh, uh, my favourite cricketer, I was thinking, who are they playing? Was it Jacques Callis,
0: who was one of my favourites?
3: Oh, no, New Zealand.
0: Yeah. Got to be Daniel the Nerd
3: Vittori. <laughs> no,
2: I, was
0: I can't remember, you were on some podcast I was listening to. And they were. You said he was your favourite player and some other guy. And they were like, "Are all your favourite sports people nerds?" <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, he, he was on 99, one run to get yeah. his first ever Test century. Daniel Vittori bowls it. He goes for a slog and is caught after just skying uh, it. Should have just made a single, Warnie. Yeah, exactly. He just got impatient. But replays showed the. Ball was a no ball by a long way He overstepped by so far
3: But this was before
0: Before the but, automatic check yeah. yeah Now if it happened now He would have He would have faced the next ball Probably it again <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh He was also I'm um, getting to the end of his His playing days For the, for the people who are finding This tedious at home uh, Warne was also A handy slip fielder Taking 125 catches The 19th most catches As a fielder in test cricket history Uh, He's said to have changed the game of cricket forever When he arrived It was dominated by fast bowling And leg spin was a dying art On his retirement Journalist Gideon Haig said of Warn It was said of Augustus That he found Rome brick and left it marble The same is true of Warn and spin bowling
1: That's poetic wank (laughs) Yeah
2: Read that again it is said of Augustus. It was
0: said of Augustus that he found Rome brick and left it marble. The same is true of Warn and spin bowling.
2: Oh, <laughs> he, when Warn found spin bowling, <laughs> it was a turd, and as now he's polished it. It's golden. That's turd. beautiful. That's nice.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, lo- I love how I, l- I think it's one of my favourite things. Sports journalists. Talking about it as if it's high art, yeah. which I mean, to me, I don't really get why it's, you know, we go, oh, actually, it's not proper art. Like, yeah, it's like, it's all fucking it's not
2: like a paintbrush.
0: <laughs> it's all someone's passion. <laughs> totally. I don't know why. We, yeah. But anyway, um
2: things can be done artfully. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Warren's feats on the field were only half of his story, can though. You just
2: say feats. You don't have to say feet. Warns feet. If you've got. Warns feet. You've got, I know you've got two feet, but you just say feet. <laughs> I'm like, on. is that wrong?
0: That's probably not. Yeah, okay. Warns uh, foots on the field. <laughs> uh, only half his story, what he did on the field. So now I'm going to talk a bit more about the colour and controversy provided the game off the field. Mm. Apart from a love of cricket, Dave, what is the other passion? He's talking about putting him on the spot. What's the other passion you and Warren famously share?
3: What Trivia. Do we, we both
0: love doing? We both love the work of David Suchet
1: as <laughs> Hercule Poirot.
0: Possibly. Uh, that's unverified. Do you have a guess?
3: Music, mu- music,
0: Baked beans. Oh, it is
3: baked beans. That's Brilliant. A, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Durries for sure. <laughs> I Dave I loves Dave Durries. Dave Durrie Warnocky. <laughs> uh, Dave's a Dart Warnocky. I'm a
2: trained smoker. <laughs> That's why we call him, Does. Yeah. Does Warnocky. He yeah, he's loves always, Whenever we
0: record, he says, just popping off to the john. We know what he's doing. Yeah, he's having a chuff. He's having a bloody dart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, smoking oh. like a chimney is.
0: There was a story. I'm going to talk a bit about his smoking later, but there was a story that the team were going on a boot camp,
1: mm.
0: and they're like, "All right, so um, when we're out there, it's going to be army style boot camp. No booze. Uh, we're going to give these are the clothes you have to wear. No smoking." He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> are we sure about that rule?"
0: Yeah, and and, and basically, that, I'll
2: shave my head. I'll wear the clothes. And he's but... <laughs> like,
0: "He's like, I'm up for anything, but I can't, I can't do without the smokes." And they're like, "Well, you're just going to. No one can smoke." And he's like, well, I can't, I can't come. I'll I'll be a nightmare if I come and I do I can't just go cold turkey on the smokes. Eventually, they said, all right, you can, we'll give you a little smoking area out of the way. Just don't tell anyone something. <laughs> so funny. Um, that's
2: so funny. But, I, you know, good self awareness for him to be like, I'm going to be a pain in the ass if I, if you yes, make me go cold right. turkey. I will cut right back to the bare minimum for me. But. Go on cold turkey I'm, I'm not going to be a good person to be around
0: I, I believe there's a similar story with him When he was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here Where he maybe was But I can't, I couldn't I didn't have time to confirm that or not But I, I, it's possibly another one of those stories That's told that isn't actually quite yeah, true maybe. But Anyway um, So let's talk beans La bean boy I'm ready uh, In 1998 it was reported in the Daily Telegraph That quote an international airlift of baked beans and tin spaghetti is underway to save Shane Warne from wasting away after it emerged that the Australian leg spinner had been unable to face the local food on tour in India. <laughs> Qantas, the Australian national airline, is flying 1,900 tins of beans and spaghetti to the team's hotel in time for the first test, which begins in Madras today.
2: <laughs> that's so many. Okay, so that's for the team. That's a lot of tins of...
0: Yeah. I mean, this, that
2: can't be for warning.
0: This is as being reported at the time. Warn described by Australian officials yesterday as, quote, not a fan of exotic cuisine, has <laughs> <laughs> apparently been existing on a diet of breakfast cereal, toast, cheese, and Vegemite on naan bread, supplemented with vitamin pills since arriving in India nearly two weeks ago. <laughs> this became a running joke oh from God. then on. Like it was, you know, it was, it was in, you know, one of those jokes that would be on... Panel shows and stuff yeah. a bit And that sort of thing But according to Warren It wasn't entirely true He later said Let me tell you the story About the baked beans I'm going to set the story straight Everyone thinks <laughs> He I had li- to call a press conference <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright everyone Everyone thinks that All I lived on in India For 12 weeks On the 1998 tour Was baked beans False Incorrect
3: Wow <laughs> Bang <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Remember the mid 90s When tours used to go around For around 12 weeks So we finished the tests and we're getting ready for the one days. The then Australian coach, Jeff Marsh, sits down at breakfast and he opens a tin of spaghetti and baked beans. And we sat there after having the spicy stuff for so long in India. And we thought, how good will some spaghetti and baked beans be on toast? So we said to Jeff Marsh, we still have three weeks to go. Is it possible to get some of these? So the next day he spoke to Cricket Australia and told us they've organized it and they should be here in a couple of days. So we get to the docks where the baked beans and spaghetti have been delivered, and there's three tons of spaghetti and baked beans each. And on the each? side Yeah. Well what three tons of sp- spaghetti spaghetti, three okay. tons of baked beans. <laughs> I yeah. Three
1: tons
2: for each person. He did put I'm them. like, that's too much. That's way too much. Yeah, oh my god. We will be swimming in it. Yeah, you are literally preparing for the apocalypse at that point. <laughs> so there's big, big pallet
0: of it, right? Wow. And on both sides of this big crate it was written, Shane Warren, India. There were a lot of other players who wanted the spaghetti and beans, but it was just addressed to me. So we all helped ourselves to a few tins and we gave away the rest of the people of India. And that's how the myth was born that I used to tour India and live on baked beans. So he's like, myth busted.
2: Bang. Bang. Because Bang. Um, I,
0: I believe that story to be just that they were sent over for him. He, he was struggling with... Um, jazz, intergest- or you know, whatever yeah. he couldn't handle I thought, the food.
3: I thought so too. And as someone who once uh spent a week in Tokyo only eating at the uh the restaurant uh in the hotel I was staying at, eating shepherd's pie and garlic bread every single night, I'm very disappointed that that's not a true story. I <laughs> <No>, so, <sorry>, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's really disappointing. Yeah, I think he loved it he, like he loved traveling over to India. Um, I imagine he he but he, he was not a foodie, uh, he had no, no passion for food, according to him there's an opposite to a foodie, he's it. (laughs) That's what he said in his book. This is from his book again. As I see it, a steak is a steak. What's the big deal? (laughs) He hates hates wanky restaurants. Yeah. Spaghetti bolognese is about as far as it goes with me. (laughs) Unless we have people around, then I'll do a barbecue chicken, burgers or sausages. I'll eat if I'm hungry and I won't if I'm not. I like hot chips, pasta, pizza, white bread, cheese sandwiches, and apples. Everything else I can take or leave. Mainly leave.
3: That's so few things.
0: <laughs> yeah. He tells a story early in the book about how he, he used to eat everything at home when he was a kid. And it's, it's just a strange story. One night, um, his brother, Jason, had an ear infection. And his mum knew this um, like home remedy that was uh, boiling an onion and getting the onion juice and putting that into the ear. Oh, God. So so that's what they did. And he's like, something happened. And the next night, I didn't eat dinner. I it just put him off his food somehow. And the night after that, I didn't eat. He, I just lost my appetite. And he just stopped. He just only ate just a f- very ha- few things after that.
2: That's a baffling story. Yeah, isn't it? I'm, something really happened to that, his brother. Yeah. And he's like, it put me off.
0: But it was there. It was <laughs> I mean, in my head, like, she's boiled it in and she's used all these um, things that they eat with and then just squirting it into his ear. like, ugh. And somehow there's a gross association. But yeah, I my don't know. My
2: brother shot himself in the hand with a nail gun. And since he did that, I've not been able to tolerate the color green. I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you.
0: That makes sense to me as well. Yeah, I
2: can't look myself in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's baffling.
0: Also in nineteen ninety eight, one of the biggest controversies in Warren's career came to light. The age reporter on it at the time under this headline Warren, Mark War took Bookie's cash. Warren, Mark War took Bookie's cash. Alright, I'm I'm reading on I'm listening. <laughs> uh, writing two of Australia's greatest cricketers, bowler Shane Warren and Batsman Mark War have been involved in a betting scandal that has plunged the game into one of its greatest crises of the modern era. The Australian Cricket Board confirmed last night that it had fined War and Warn for providing information to an Indian bookmaker during Australia's tour of Sri Lanka in 1994. But cricket officials have covered up the scandal ever since, and the players were fined in early 1995. So it came out three years later. Oh, wow. Are you familiar with this story at all? No, not really. Well, Warnie tells the story in his book and his version suggests he was a lot more naive and dodgy. Uh, went on tour in Sri Lanka. Warren was at a casino. He loved casinos, loved roulette, loved blackjack, loved gambling. Doesn't sound like he was very good at it though. <laughs> uh, and he, he, when he was there, he saw Mark Wall was this, with this guy, went over. The guy introduced himself as John. John said he'd won a bunch of cash on the Aussie cricket team over the years and said, he had this $5,000 betting chip because Warner just told him that he'd done all his dough, and he and Warner goes, nah, I'm fine. I don't need mm. your money. I'm 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 okay." But then uh, the guy called him up the next day and said, "Hey, come around for lunch." And he said, "Yeah, no worries." Any made a Mark a made of mine. If you come around, if you want, they had lunch, and the guy again goes, "Can it? He's five grand. I've I, you know, I really appreciate all the joy you've given me or whatever." And he goes, "All right, I'll take it." And that was it. He goes, and that was that. <laughs> I love it, he says something like that. Was that. And that was that. When back in Melbourne leading up to the Boxing Day test, John called him at his hotel. It's out of the blue. This is months later. According to Warney. We had a general chat about cricket. There was no alarm bells when he asked how the weather was in Melbourne. I said, Fine, bit overcast, but should be fine. Good forecast for the five days. Pitch looks good. I kind of chatted as you would to a journo if doing an interview. Mm. Dry pitch might spin towards the end of the match. Should be good for me. Blah blah blah. Yeah, cool. Thanks. He said. That was it. They, he wished him a happy Christmas. He said happy Christmas to you too. Then apparently he was asked about this conversation six months later by team management, and he was shocked to hear he'd been caught up in a scandal. He was fined eight thousand dollars, and Mark was fined ten thousand oh, dollars. he's down three. Yeah. They weren't banned from playing and there was no suggestion that any match fixing was going on, but their reputations were tarnished when the affair came out. Oh. Uh, yeah, it seems like they, back then they were more like, let's just sweep this under the rug. This will be more trouble and it's whether it gets out. But I, I think they ended up going public with it because a journalist had heard about it. Right. Um, speaking of match fixing, Warren was offered $200,000 by Pakistan captain Salim Malik to bowl poorly to force a draw against Pakistan. How much money? 200 grand. When Warney at the time was on um, like 20 grand a year oh. to play for Australia. And he was like, he, he said he laughed. He's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, Malik's saying, if, if Pakistan lose, it's going to be real bad. He was sort of guilty him, saying it'll be bad. Pe- you know, bad things will happen to the players and stuff and he's like Whoa. Whoa, what's going on he's like i can get you 200 grand by tomorrow you just have to bowl wide we'll we'll leave it we won't hit it no runs will be scored the match land in a draw um so Warren was sharing a room at the time with tim may and he came back to the room and he said explain to tim may what happened he said he said he's, he wants to pay us 200 grand for bowling poorly, and apparently Tim May said, "You don't have to pay me two hundred grand for that." Which is a good, good line in the of moment. Fun. Love that. Bit of fun. Bit of fun.
2: Love that, Tim. It's also quite a serious conversation, <laughs> but you, you know, you making it light.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Only joking,
3: mate.
2: I'm that's joking, that's mate.
0: exactly how he tells it. He yeah. says, "Wait, hang on, what?" <laughs> <And then laughs> hey, he realizes, you don't know, pay
2: me two hundred to grand for that. Nah, a bit of fun. We absolutely shouldn't do that. Of we, course, we should that's, go tell the coach that's right morally now. morally incorrect.
0: They. They tell the team management. It gets passed up the chain. Eventually, it leads to a hearing, and Malik's career is ended <gasps> over it. Whoa! Finally, enough. Uh, the game was real tight in the end. So Warns like, oh, "I want to win this even more than ever now." Um, and he bowled the last ball. It was they needed three more runs. Australia needed one last wicket. So it was like anyone's game. Warns steps up to bowl. Bowls it It goes uh, I think there's a stumping opportunity But Healy misses And it goes through for four leg buys Four buys And Pakistan
1: wins
0: (gasps) And um, I'd seen him tell this story somewhere On YouTube or something And in the comments Someone's like Sounds like Healy took the money Yeah (laughs) that that was my first thought (laughs)
1: Isn't
0: that interesting But obviously there's no Suggestion of that But yeah Wow Whoops And also the umpire Warren reckons that uh, One of the last two batsmen Was plumb LBW And the umpire gave it not out it was like The umpire <laughs> take the money
3: Turns out Warren's the only one <laughs> Stupid <laughs> enough not to take the money <laughs> yeah.
0: um, In 2003 Warren was again caught up in controversy When he was banned from playing cricket For a year for taking a banned substance Remember this one? No um, as it turned out, the banned substance was a diuretic Warner uh, said was given to him by his mum to help him lose weight. She was like, you could, you could lose a few pounds. Oh Feels my. like people were going at him about his weight his whole life. Um, the diuretic also included ingredients that could be used as a masking agent against other prohibited substances. So it, it in itself was a banned oh, substance. Oh, I see. And uh, Warner was returning from a shoulder injury at the time. Could have got a two year ban, but um, I guess they took. They believed his story yeah. that it was in you know naive, yeah, stupid, but innocent.
2: God, that must be so hard though. That you have to be so careful about everything that passes your lit, everything that goes into your body. Yes, having to be so careful and hesitant about everything.
0: I think, and as time goes on, professional sports people are more and more aware of it. There was yeah. a Saints player around ten years ago who had an energy drink that wasn't just a mainstream one.
1: Oh. and he
0: got banned for a year. I vaguely remember that yeah. actually, I think, yeah. Um yeah, and how that, based, crazy. that ended his career. You just
2: haven't you're just like, oh that seems interesting. Yeah, yeah that's right.
0: When but now they're like everything you have, you gotta check.
2: That must be awful. And even if you think about it, okay, they're professional sports people, they're they're putting their bodies under extreme pressure. Um, I can move wrong on the couch and need an anti-inflammatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, just for them to sort of have to think so much about it and be like, what am I allowed to take for pain or for any other kind of medical issue that you might have? It's crazy. Yeah.
0: But also, on the other hand... Um there are people who would say that that's the real. I, did, I just didn't know when yeah. it is actually being used to mask them doing something dodgy. Yeah, but I guess
3: so. yeah, and I just you would have like a team of doctors that you could ask, "Hey, can I have this?" So yeah. you understand why job.
0: there's a, there's hard and fast rules. Yeah, about so because. But yeah. imagine
2: like having an an energy drink and yeah. that fucking your yeah, career, yeah. awful.
0: And and then you know the the whoever's judging on it, would be like, yeah, we believe you, but. We, Still We can't If yeah. we bend on this Then it leaves a loophole For other people
1: four.
0: Yeah
2: oh, four.
1: four Four Wow
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bang Wow
0: According to a report <laughs> At the time of the age Warren said the fluid tablet Was taken for the sake of appearance And before his shoulder injury Proving he was not a cheat Who had taken diuretics To mask other drugs To speed his recovery Warren said he had been doing A lot of wine promotions At the time Quote I'd had a couple too many bottles of wine and a few late nights, he said. I took a fluid tablet then. That was the first time she, my mum, gave it to me. It was to get rid of the double chin. Asked whether it was fair to say he had been stupid, Warren replied, Stupid's a harsh word. I don't consider myself to be stupid. I consider myself to be probably very silly. I should (laughs) have checked. Uh, Warren said that he took full responsibility for his actions there's been talks about me blaming my mum. I never ever blame my mum because I take responsibility for what goes into my mouth. But he'd cop a lot of shit about that as well. Like he was passing the buck onto his mum. He's like, no, just, that's just where I got it from. Fuckin I wasn't actually, no. it was, it did like, it does feel like ever people love to jump on him. Yeah. You know, th- they'd always take the negative side of things. Yeah. Uh not everyone. I think there's probably 50, 50. That mm. was probably half of doing the opposite of that. Oh. uh, Warren admitted uh, that he should have listened more closely to Australian sports drug agency briefings on banned substances, but he said that just as when he was at school, he had not paid attention. <laughs> so Warren had a year off cricket in which he spent some of his time as an unpaid mentor to players of the St Kilda Football Club. Oh. They, they were keen to get him in, but the AFL didn't allow him to have a, an official position, so it had to be an unofficial sort of he also he wasn't he allowed. He was to, like
3: hanging around the boundary line. Hey, you doing well? You doing well?
0: He wasn't Run allowed.
3: Run
2: faster.
0: Wasn't allowed to practice bowling at any official cricket um, field or anything like that. Uh,
1: that Would have so, been
3: an awkward Christmas. Everyone else gets out there, yeah. In the backyard. Sorry,
2: mm-hmm. Shane. Like, sorry, Uncle Shane. I don't know. Is this official? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to oh, risk Greg's it. Greg's
0: mowing a pitch into the lawn. Uh, <laughs> and he apparently he, they went on a family holiday to Spain which he said was pretty nice because it was one of the few times where cricket wasn't first priority, which is pretty brutal. Yeah. Tells stories of um, when his kids were being born and he's getting the phone call. Oh, man, I meant to pull that out. There was one story. He's like, <laughs> he saw the photos of his first daughter being born. He's like, oh, my God, babies are meant to be cute. <laughs> this is hideous. And he, <laughs> he was, His parents were like, oh, did you get any photos? He's like, no, he'd hidden them away. <laughs> And then he's later like, yeah, I don't know, why I was being so weird. I was just in shock, all the blood and everything. Yeah, <laughs> he just like in a lot of ways, it was just like a, a big kid, you know. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. so
2: oh like, God, writing that so in your book. Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And his kids can read, so <laughs> reading that, like, thanks, Dad.
0: Um, yeah, like I said before, Warney hated drugs. Never touched cocaine or anything like that. But he smoked like a chimney. And according to his book, he took it up very young. This is from his book. When my brother, Jason, and I were 11 or 12, Dad caught us smoking and locked us in a closet. He said, if you guys want to smoke, here's a pack each. You're not coming out until you've smoked oh, a lot. Oh,
3: that classic. It is bit. a classic. I've, I've never, ha- never heard it actually happen. Yeah. And I've never heard it inside a, an enclosed space. Yeah, making it, it horrific.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, he goes on. I was violently ill after a couple of smokes, coughing and spluttering, shouting, Dad, let me out. But Jay stayed in there for hours, smoked a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> dad, oh,
0: this is fucking great. <laughs> this is the best. You're then, the
2: best dad ever. <laughs> Thanks, dad. Apparently, once he was done, he came
0: out and said, Any more, dad? Oh How many more God. you got?
2: <laughs> that poor kid.
0: Who probably would have said it more like, Any more, dad? Yeah, How all. many you got? <laughs> uh, despite attempts to quit, Warnie smoked for the rest of his life.
3: From that point on.
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's he, so bad. So yeah, did, awful. Def, definitely did not work. His dad's like, this is really backfired. Uh, in 1999, he was paid a big chunk of money, seen it being reported as either 200,000 or a million. Wow, Could be, like a, a lot of somewhere between that. It's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. So he was paid that by nicotine substitute company Nicorette to quit smoking. The deal got a lot of attention as Warnie was famous for his love of darts. <laughs> Melbourne comedian John Safran tried a temp-warn by sending out a remote-controlled seagull with a cigarette in its beak onto the MC during a match. Safran was arrested for trespassing but was found not guilty in court. Apparently, that's the only time... You know, Safran's sort of a comedian slash journalist... Uh, slash author prankster. slash prankster, yeah. All the pranks he ever did. That was the only time he ever was taken to court for it. For sending out a little remote control car Who with a seagull. Who took to court? It, Do you remember? I, guess, I think it would have been the MCG. Yeah, it doesn't so, feel
2: like Warnie. No, would, Warnie it. would find that very funny. Yeah, I would assume.
0: He would have said, "Ah, you, you fucking, what are you being a fucking asshole?" Hey, <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a very good warning. <laughs> Bang. Bah, bah, blah, blah, blah. You know, Warnie Yeah, Tony Craig, pretty good. Shame on. I don't know, no, what, that <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm
0: tired. Work. I'm tired.
2: Hey, <laughs> I'm tired of listening to this.
0: I've had enough of this. I've had
2: enough of your tomfoolery.
0: So, days before the four-month sponsorship ended, he was out drowning sorrows at a bar in Barbados. Barbados? Barbados. 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 After being dropped from the team mid-tour. Steve Waugh. They were mates early on, and then they really had a big falling out, and they were vice-captain and captain. And Warren hated how Steve War was like, respect the hat, the baggy green cap, it's all about the cap. And actually, like literally respecting the hat. Yeah. And Warren's like, This is a bit ridiculous. It's
2: more about the symbolism of the hat I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. You're it'll... literally telling me not to look at your hat <laughs> yes, in the yeah. eyes.
0: <laughs> so they had a falling out about this and about a few other things. And um Warren was out of form on this tour and Steve War the on tour the selection committee was the captain, vice captain and coach. And War's like I don't think you should play this next t- test, Warney. And Warney's like, oh, no, no, I've been out of form, but it, I'm just coming back from the injury. I'm feeling better with every day. It's about to click. You can definitely play me. I'm feeling feeling yeah. good. Um, War asked the coach. Coach said, "No, I reckon." I think it was Rod Marsh at the time. Uh, he said, well Jeff Marsh? One of the Marshes?" And he said, "No, I, I reckon we play play Warnie." And War was like. I really don't think we do. They got AB, Alan Border, who was in town. Said, let's get another opinion from him. Border said, oh, you got to play Warnie. you got to play Warnie. And then um, Steve Orr goes, sorry, guys, my call. You're not playing. So he was dropped from the Whoa.
1: team. It was sort of
0: weird. So it feels like it was a bit personal and whatever. Yeah. And so Warn was annoyed and angry, went out that night and... Uh, Hit that Barbados pub hard. Uh, according to Warren, he bummed a smoke <laughs> off teammate Damien Martin. And as soon as he lit it, a flash went off and the guy behind uh. the camera yelled, I'm going to sell this.
1: <laughs> it sounds like
3: a, like a bad
0: movie. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Bradley Warren said, whatever, mate, fuck off.
2: That's, a, I think, a pretty reasonable response.
0: Didn't think more about it. Had another beer he woke up feeling he's like "Uh oh what have i done called his brother who was managing him they called uh nicorette and luckily uh nicorette was pretty chill about it they backed him and said something like no worries quitting is hard we knew this it normally takes people at least three tries no it's very hard to go cold turkey we knew something like this had happened you know, like, oh my god, that's
2: thank God, but
0: yeah, but it's so. All Didn- I remember of it is people being like, Haha, ha, Warnie sucked, and we got you." Yeah, got him. Yeah, so gross.
3: Wow, I really didn't think this, that story was going to end
0: that way. I thought there was going to be a big deal
2: where Warnie yeah. is given back, and yeah, yeah, apparently not. Oh yeah,
0: but yeah, I never heard that sort of the story. It's so that's fun. very
1: reasonable.
0: Uh, Warn's infidelity also had him on the front pages of the tabloids at different times during his career. Uh, he was not very good at monogamy. According to the Sydney Morning Herald, Warren was stripped of the Australian vice-captaincy after a lewd text message scandal involving a Leicestershire nurse during a plankton in England in 2000. More allegations would surface in the following years, hitting a peak in England in 2005, when Warren was linked to at least two other women, he and his wife Simone, who had uh, who had three children together, separated later that year. Uh, Simone Callahan and Warren... Had been married since nineteen ninety five, so it was about ten years at that time. Mm. They got back together briefly a couple of years later, after they separated, but it didn't last. Yeah, he. But apparently, they did get on very well in the end, uh, which is nice here. And they, were, you know, they were because they had three kids together, yeah. and they both put that. Gotta still as be in each other's lives, yeah. Oh, uh, according to this great cricketing website I found called wikipedia.org, I assume oh, like, wiki is like yeah, I assume it's short oh, for wickets. Oh, fun Yeah. That's
2: fun that I like sense. that. So uh, it's a cri- it's like all about cricket this Yeah, it's
0: like a quick info website. Oh, cool. Uh, so to speak. Um, so this is from wikipedia.org, following a split from Callahan, warned dated English actress Elizabeth Hurley. Although the relationship at first seemed short-lived following the disclosure of Warren texting sexual messages to a married Melbourne businesswoman, the couple created a media frenzy when Hurley later moved into Warren's mansion in Brighton, Victoria. They announced that they were engaged in late 2011, but had called off the engagement by December 2013. Warren later reflected that, quote, I was more in love with Elizabeth than I'd realized I could be. I missed the love we had. My ears with Elizabeth were the happiest of my life. Oh,
1: Sorry.
3: wow.
0: So uh, he only he only had two long term relationships that was with Smoke Callahan and Elizabeth Hurley. What about cricket? Oh, obviously cricket was the love of his
1: life well, in the, the
2: end. The longest relationship you have is with yourself. Mm,
1: that's so, true. You can't know, get away.
2: Can't get away, you can try, and I have. <laughs> um but you know, you gotta you gotta be your own best friend. Mm. That's what I always say. So you gotta love yourself if you want yeah. other people to love you. That's what I say, I'll say in the mirror, I say, Love you. Love you. <laughs> hey. Love you. Just say that a bit.
0: Yeah, they never and say then in
2: the one in the mirror says "fuck you."
0: Yeah, and does that sort of fake out? Yeah, head and I like flinch
2: and, go, ha! and it goes "gotcha, yeah. dickhead." Oh. Anyway, but we are getting closer. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful.
1: <laughs>
2: I remember a story about when Liz Hurley moved in, or um, like the there was a because my mum worked at a school in Brighton where Warnie's kids went actually, um, and. Uh, there was choppers flying over Brighton just like yeah, media choppers, there was paparazzi out the front of the house, and one time a mattress got delivered, and they're all taking pictures of this mattress, and oh, they got a new mattress there <laughs> and they didn't even order it. Someone from the press ordered right. it
0: right, yeah, it's, it's just I mean that fucked. was that's what yeah, they just had this real weird I guess they knew we sold papers, yeah, but it it was just a, it feels like a lot of bullshit. front page mattress delivery, yeah. That's why some of these things I'm quoting, I'm like, I'm taking their word for it a bit yeah.
1: here.
0: Um, but yeah, so if it sounded ridiculous when I said the couple created a media frenzy. Yeah, no, you not minute. at it's all. Like, it
2: was huge.
0: Yeah, we're just like, people are going to look back on our time like we do when people used to go watch a train come to town. Mm. They're like, they had helicopters out because a cricketer and an actress... We're living together. Yeah. Maybe maybe made a purchase. Turned out they didn't actually. They didn't actually. <gasps> They've bought something.
2: <laughs> <gasps> a mattress for sleeping on or other things. Oh.
0: <laughs> Mattresses
2: Man. are very sexy. Oh, yeah. You
0: know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. You do all sorts of stuff I on a mattress. I call it the workbench. They used that was the cliche on <laughs> cribs? Where they go, this is where I do a lot of my good work whenever they <laughs> went to the bedroom. It was always... Yuck. I always felt... Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Warren's post-cricket career was jam-packed. He worked as a cricket commentator around the world. Uh, in late 2009, of course, Warren hosted a variety chat show <laughs> on Channel 9 <laughs> called Warney. Guests mm. included Sir Michael Parkinson, uh, Sting, Danny Minogue, and Coldplay's Chris Martin. Uh, But the show's ratings didn't reach expectations and the final episode of the five-episode run didn't go ahead. Despite this, Channel 9 was said to be impressed by Warren's hosting with a spokesperson saying, I think people were pretty impressed with Shane. He was very, very comfortable as a host, which is glowing praise.
2: It's very funny to give Warren his own show and then as one of the guests bring on one of the best (laughs) interviewers (laughs) in the world. I think
0: that they were mates and that one of the... Big uh, one of the more famous serious interviews Warney ever did was on Parkinson. Yeah. And uh, but in the lead up to the show, Warney said, oh, I don't think Parko's uh shaking in his boots. <laughs> 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 um, of course, uh, we maybe know the show best because it gave us that classic line <laughs> What's your favorite Coldplay song? Mine's a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> The day the news broke of Warney's death, I was driving uh, and they played a memorial package accompanied by Coldplay's Fix You, mm. and I thought, they don't know him at all. They don't
1: know
2: him.
0: Absolutely wrong. So That's
2: close incorrect. yet so
0: far. He's been pretty open about it. Yeah. A listener found a tweet. He tweeted about it as well. Bruce Spring, his favorite Bruce song is Thunder Road, which is my favorite Bruce song okay, as well. Okay, there you go. Which made me think, maybe my favorite Coldplay song is The Scientist. <laughs> Uh, Warney was also involved In a nightclub in Melbourne Called Club 23 Named after the number he wore In junior footy And international cricket Seven News called the club A celebrity after party hotspot mm. Where stars such as Tiger Woods Usain Bolt Harry Kuehl And Liz Hurley Called it home During their trips down under it Lasted eight years Before closing in 2019 I uh, never got to go there. Did you guys? No, again? I've never
2: been there. Where that was it?
0: It was at Crown, oh. which he lo- he just loved casino. So yeah, it
2: yeah. makes sense.
0: Uh, was attached there. Warned other business interests included. He, he had a lot of things during his playing days. His first big, he was he was like, I was earning twenty grand a year, and that that slowly went up. Mm. But uh, after a few years, he started getting. Um, Endorsement deals yeah. And that was when he started earning proper money That's a
2: big cash Nike
0: He had this Nike one And he was flown over to Nike headquarters And he hung out with Jordan And um, Yeah, he designed his own Shane Warne shoes uh, Like Nike Air shoes Well, they're like, Michael Jordan
3: uh, This is Shane Warne He's kind of the Michael Jordan of cricket <laughs> <laughs> cricket, cricket is, is sort like of the, <laughs> the- <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, wow. I mean, what a life, hey? Yeah. Packed a lot into 52 years. Just
0: Yeah, just a kid from the, the burbs. Yeah. Um, other, another one of his business interests uh, was 708 Gin, named after the amount of test wickets he took. Uh, so you can drink like Shane. Uh, and I don't
2: think I can drink like <laughs> Shane, actually.
0: <laughs> and from 2020, you could also smell like Shane when he released SW23 by Shane Warne, the debut fragrance. That's the full title. Uh, which, according to the company, quote, exudes sophistication, sensuality, and warmth with sumptuous ingredients that envelop env- envelope, envelope, envelope the senses. <laughs> Why don't I do that to myself? Uh, sorry. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I've got to get myself some of that. Um,
2: yeah, get yourself some SW23.
0: Of the scent, Warney said, I've had some good feedback from women. They seem to like this People will notice you wearing it And they will comment on how wonderful you smell
3: <laughs> They notice you wearing it
0: I love it I gotta get some smell? Oh,
2: you don't stink Huh You smell less like cigarettes That's interesting Than usual
0: <laughs> He was like Yeah Uh, All profits from the sale of the cologne went to Melbourne-based children's charity Deck My Room Which provides decorations for the hospital wards of paediatric and young adult patients Oh, that's
2: nice That is very nice
0: He was was often very charitable He did like the whole way through his career And a lot of it goes unnoticed Yeah People You'd
2: kind of hope so in a way, wouldn't you? Because if it's really flashy, it's like, who are you doing this for? Yeah,
0: yeah so um, I saw just a, a friend on Facebook. I think had um, they were talking about how uh, they were involved in a in a com- in a, a charity with uh, sick kids, and they went out to sort of like a Ronald McDonald House type thing. Yep. And he bought three buses for them just to be able to take the kids back and forth. Oh wow! And that was something like no one ever heard. She only knew about it because you know she was involved. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think there was a, a lot of that sort of stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, most famously, of his uh, recent years, he donated his famous baggy green hat, which we know he didn't, didn't put respect. up on a pedestal. <laughs> yes, quite Steve Moore's like, like I'm tiger. not gonna
3: fucking sell mine. I still
0: <laughs> yeah. sleep with that. <laughs> And when I say that's sleep my with it, I mean, in a biblical yeah. sense.
2: Yeah. I have sex with this hat every <laughs> night. This hat is my wife and I will not be selling my wife. <laughs> His nickname
0: is Tugger.
3: <laughs> and he had that <laughs> little
0: red rag. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> little red cum rag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Warnie auctioned off uh, the hat, the baggy green, after the devastating bushfires of a couple of years ago and it sold for $1 million. Wow. It now resides with Don Bradman's at the Bradman Museum in Barrow, which that's is so, so cool. Nice. So you can go to this little country town in New South Wales and see Warnie's hat with the Don's side by side. Very that's cool,
2: beautiful.
0: Uh, <laughs> Warn also launched.
2: <laughs> is it not? <laughs> that is beautiful. Not quite oh, selling it. That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's, that's a nice, nice touch. Nice, that
2: is. It is a
0: nice. Uh, that's w- beautiful. Warn also launched the Shane Wout. <laughs>
3: Guys, I Wow. <laughs> it's like really. a Shamwow, but it's a Shane Wow. I <laughs> really appreciate this this uh this sign, but you have misspelled mine. <laughs> I'm not Shane Wow. And I'm not a span bowler. <laughs> I'm not a span. I'm Australia's most famous spanner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Shanwell Institute for D- the Dyslexic <laughs> Whale
0: So he launched the Shane Warne Foundation in 2004 An Australian not-for-profit organisation With the intention of assist- assisting seriously ill And underprivileged children and teenagers uh, Warne worked hard for the foundation But it also hit controversy Due to Uh, alleged mismanagement according to wikipedia.org that great cricket info website Consumer Affairs Victoria commenced an investigation in 2015 into the foundation after it failed to submit financial returns financial returns in 2014 had revealed the charity spent $281,434 on fundraising during the year but its efforts only raised $279,198, you know, um, net loss of a couple of grand. Newspapers alleged that the organization was only donating 16 cents in the dollar of its income. During one year, the chief executive of the foundation, his brother Jason, was paid a salary of 80 grand, whilst only 54,600 was distributed to beneficiaries. The organization spent more than $300,000 on catering, alcohol, and prizes for events while posting significant annual losses. In January twenty sixteen, in response to what it termed unwarranted speculation, the foundation announced its intention to distribute its final funds on the eighteenth of march twenty sixteen and close down. So I don't know if it closed down. He in his book he talks about it a bit like uh it was it got a real bad rap, it's you know, it's been misrepresented. Mm. How do you know? I don't know. I'm just I mean I'm yeah. reading off Wikipedia, so Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, a pretty handy and comprehensive resource there. Yeah, but and
2: always 100% accurate. Uh,
0: in 2008, Melbourne singer and actor Eddie Perfect wrote and starred in Shane Warne the Musical.
1: Yeah, of course. Which went
0: on to win the 2009 Helpman Award for Best New Australian Work and the 2008 Green Room Award for Best New Australian Musical. While initially superstitious of the project, Warren later gave his approval after watching the show saying, I think Eddie and his team have written the musical in a respectful and sympathetic way and that they have captured my fun larrikin side. The Herald Sun's review of the show said, The musical is a wild, funny, outrageous and by the end surprisingly moving account of the champion spin bowler's life so far. Among the fun, there's genuine respect for Warren's enormous talent but it doesn't gloss over his personal failings. I, I, I really respect how uh, when uh, something like that is both making fun of you and you know it's, it's yeah. sort of, uh, and he can go along and be in on the joke. And, and
2: go, yeah, no, they've done well there. Yeah. You know, rather than feeling defensive yeah. or attacked or embarrassed. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Love that. Uh, one of my favourite things, this is I think the – we're getting to the end of the report here, but one of my favourite things about Warren's post-cricket life – was the mural he commissioned for his house? <laughs> Do you know this one? Yep it's a, I'll show it just for Bop, but I'll, I'll I'll post a photo of this on social media. Um, so it's basically his dream barbecue scenario. <laughs> uh, so I'll just give you a quick look, Bop, and then I'll talk talk everyone through it. So okay. There you got Jolly game of cards here and Jack Nichols. So okay holding a vb slab
2: and that's at his house
0: that's at his house or it was at his house yeah um so there's a brief video for some reason there's only he was interviewed about it at one point and there's a brief in uh clip of it on youtube of someone filming their tv but it cuts off halfway through and that seems to be the only version uh-huh. of that <laughs> interview out there um so in it, he talks about it a bit. So I've got a bit of an insight. In One Corner Warren is in conversation with Bruce Springsteen. He's holding a cricket ball. He's like, you know, imagine the conversations we could be having. Uh, <laughs> then he says, the legend Mick Jagger is just chilling. And you've got Frank Sinatra and Muhammad Ali singing along. <laughs> Meanwhile, he says, uh, JFK is mixing with Sharon Stone and Marilyn Monroe, while Jack Nicholson is, uh, is bringing in a cyber VB. In the center <laughs> of the painting... Uh, well, uh, and he's got that classic is Johnny sort of grin uh, Angelina Jolie is lying on a lounge Naked apart from a sheep for some reason <laughs> And Chris Martin from Coldplay Is having a bit of a chat with cricketer Mark, Michael Clark Elvis and uh, James Dean Also feature as well as Sean Connery's Bond Playing poker with um, Some of his some poker dogs. Jo- <laughs> it was, Joe, was it Joe Hashem? I think he was a, like a famous Australian poker player Who was mates with Warney, who was there too what? Um, yeah, so pretty great, and I don't know a lot about art, but I know what I like, and I don't hate this. <laughs> uh, in fact, I fucking love it. Uh, the media was very snooty about it, of course, of course they like are. they have been with it. It feels like a lot of stuff with him is kind of classist, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, there's an article on uh, Stuff.co.nz which uh, writes. In a terrifying insight into the mind of Australia's former king of spin, Shane Warne's ultimate fantasy has been revealed in a painting that takes centre stage in the study of his Melbourne home. Presumably Gandhi, Nietzsche and Beethoven didn't make the cut.
2: Uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, you're right. It is kind of classist and... But, like, it's a bit of art for his house. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It is is also very funny. It's it's very funny.
3: funny.
0: I mean, I love it. It's very funny. It's just so funny to be like,
2: hmm. And, yeah, criticising him for not having people you think (laughs) deserve more more admiration. It's weird, isn't it? I could not tell them to fuck
0: off any further. I don't want
2: that painting. I wouldn't commission that painting. I mean,
0: I would. (laughs) (laughs) I'd just, I'd go... Just a quick change. Can you get me in that conversation with Warnie and Bruce?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> was Michael Clark a good mate of his? He's got yeah, they were great up.
0: mates. Yeah, he talks about on how they're on tour and and when his marriage was falling apart, that Clark would just he'd just sit with him for hours, just sort of keeping him company. That's nice when he's really battling. Yeah.
2: That's mateship right there. Um,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> buddy, or buddy, dude.
2: Bloody oath mate.
0: Anyway, all good things must come to an end, and sadly, this one came to an end way too soon. Mm. On the 4th of March 2022, at the age of 52, Warren died from natural causes, probably a heart attack, on the island of Koh Samui in Thailand. Koh Samui, which we've been to, where I I told uh, a crowd the story of Boonie. Oh, yeah. Yeah uh his final uh sorry his death came on the same day as that of fellow australian cricketer rod marsh to whom warn paid tribute on twitter only a few hours prior to his own death Mm. six days after warn's death his body was returned to melbourne on a private plane from thailand his statue at the mcg was flooded with tributes including flowers vbs cans of baked beans and packs of darts Mm. uh the sculpture of Warren mid-delivery, which stands outside Gate Two of the famous venue, has been transformed into a makeshift memorial with dozens of floral bouquets, bouquets sprawled around the pedestal. This is from Sky News. Uh, the site was visited by Warren's three children, Brooke, Jackson, and Summer, and their mother, Simone Callahan, this week. Uh, Callahan later posted a montage of Warren with the kids on social media, writing, "Shane's greatest love: our children, Brooke, Jackson, and Summer." Shane was taken too soon from their young lives. Eternal love remains and will never leave. File vale Shane. A state funeral is planned for the MCG. or well, actually, it w- would have already happened by the time this episode goes out, where the Great Southern Stand will also be renamed in his honor. Mm. I think it's going to be called the Shane Warne Stand, which is amazing. It's been yeah. the Great Southern Stand forever. Yeah, all incredible. My whole life, so, um, mm-hmm. it's incredible. And bi- it's the big stand where the, you know, the big chunk of people sit. So I, I think that's very cool. Sort of where Bay 13, the old Bay Thirteens in there, mm-hmm. and wow, I remember. Uh, there's a few memories I've been trying to figure out if I was at the game or at the TV because I used to go to a lot of those one days. One days in Australia used to be big. You know, mm. the MCG could get eighty thousand people. Amazing. And I went to a, a bunch of them, and there was one. I'm sure I was in the crowd, but it might be I might be mixing memories, where uh, the crowd were throwing shit at the english players like bottles and oh stuff and they wouldn't it wouldn't stop it got really out of control so they sent Warney out to over and to tell the crowd to stop and they did he just like sort of signed he said cut it out no none of this no throwing and then he, he walked off the ground again and that was enough.
2: Everyone's <laughs> like, "All right, all
0: right, no, fair right, enough, king. fair enough, sure. yeah, fair yeah. enough, King."
2: Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. Well, we did go a bit far there, Warning. Sorry, mate, we got a bit carried away. Sorry about that, mate. We probably shouldn't throw glass bottles at people trying to do their job. Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, that was a different time. Yeah, wow. Getting glass bottles at a <laughs> cricket ground. <laughs> uh, a silver lining of his death is that thousands of Australians apparently have been getting their heart health checked in the aftermath. Really. And uh, what has been dubbed as the Shane Warne effect. I mean, that was on a clip with Carl St- Stefanovic. Okay. So, I don't know how widely the Shane Warne effect term is being used, but anyway. But,
2: yeah, I mean, he was 52. Yeah. That makes people around that age, older, younger, whatever, sort of go, oh, shit, you know? Yeah, and, and he yeah. was,
0: you know, like... People talk about like one of these things that's often talked about him is he was fat, but he was never really, f- no. you know, it's not like he was, a, he was just a normal sort of guy. Yeah. Um, and his weight did go up and down a little bit. Of, yeah. It's
2: so does everyone's. Yeah. I know
0: it's, I such know, a, it's so hypocritical. It, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's people who you see, um, articles since he died. Mentioning his vanity and stuff. He getting Botox and stuff. You're are like, you fucking what cute. the fuck are you, you talking?
2: Because you spent twenty years criticizing everything yeah, about how weird. he looked and yeah. his body. And so then he did things to probably make himself feel better, but also I don't know, to appease that. And then you criticize him for that? Yeah. It's bullshit.
0: It is such fucking bullshit.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, let's not end on that negative note. <laughs> I'm gonna finish with a quote from ex cricket journalist and current shark on the chase. Uh, Can I Do you think I can call him Friend of the show Friend of the show Yeah Brydon Coverdale uh, He wrote this I think on the On the day of his passing Shane He's like On Twitter He's often uh, Tweeting out Niche cricket facts And stats and stuff Massive cricket nerd Um, And yeah Follow him If you're into cricket Uh, Brydon wrote Shane Warne Was first to 700 Test wickets An unfathomable Milestone but judging Warn on stats is like counting how many words Shakespeare wrote. It misses the point. He mm-hmm. redefined his art. He made leg spin cool. He changed the game. The most influential cricketer of my lifetime. So I love bringing in high arty sort of things like yeah. Shakespeare. Because wasn't Shakespeare at the time it wasn't high art either. You know?
2: Yeah, that's true, yeah.
0: But I, I love that line. Judging Warren on stats is like counting uh, counting how many words Shakespeare wrote. Yeah. Oh, Shakespeare was so good. He wrote thousands of words. <laughs> oh,
2: God, <laughs> His plays
0: wrote. had fucking heaps of words. He
2: was prolific with words.
0: <laughs> so that is
2: my wow. report
0: on the late great Shane Warren. I I don't know if could tell my. I was feeling like I might have <laughs> cried <laughs> at the air the the, and there like this was the same before. You know what? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's funny to feel such big feelings about someone you, you never met.
2: Yeah, but like you say, I mean, you grew up watching him, and he he was a he was a one in a generation kind of player that was thrilling to watch. Yeah, and, and also he died just, young.
0: Just a yeah, just a, a huge character yeah. and all those sort of things. I think I just always assumed because we both love the Saints. Always, we're around. I'm like, one day, yeah, I'm gonna have a night out with Warney. I think oh, I always just thought that would just happen. You'll one end day. up at
2: the same sort of function yeah, and you'll, yeah. you'll get to say good day or something, yeah. Yeah, well, well done. What a great report! Yeah, well, very, very well said.
3: Um, obviously, it is a bit emotional, especially as we were recording it even closer to the date of his death and maybe we are releasing it, yeah, so. yeah. So it's, yeah, hit a lot of people hard. So, well done, Matt.
0: Well, that brings us to everyone's favorite section of the show, the fact, quote, or question section. It's also a section where we thank a bunch of our other great supporters. I think this section, Bob, has a little jingle ghost goes something like
2: this. Fact, quote, or question.
0: Ding. No, he always remembers the ding. And this is where we uh, thank a lot of our great supporters to keep this show running. The first part, uh, if you want to get involved, I should say, you can go to patreon.com slash dogonpod or dogonpod.com. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different levels, all sorts of different rewards, bonus episodes. We do three every month. There's 140 odd available That's to right. you now. And you as start. soon as
3: you support the show, you get access to all those bonus episodes. Yeah.
0: And there's also a great uh, community on Facebook and on the Patreon uh, for you to uh, chat amongst like minded individuals. <laughs> um, so, the first thing we like to do, though, is our fat quote or question <laughs> section. Uh, which, uh, if you're on the Sydney Sheinberg level You have to give us a fact or quote or question That makes sense uh, And can it can also... really
2: be anything It could be a brag, a suggestion, a, a recipe Oh yeah um, uh, Just anything Public announcement anything, anything you want it to be It's your time to shine Bit
0: of advice Yes That's right Well, uh, the first one this week comes from Kelly Clark And you also get to give yourself a title And Kelly's title is Triptychie fact quote and questioner uh, and kelly has got a question here which is koala bears aren't bears do you know what they are matt pause here for answers oh do you well, know? i know
2: they're not bears yeah it frustrates me actually when i'm watching tv or a movie or something and they say koala bear i'm like not a bear <laughs> yes. it's just like a real it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah we all know what they're talking about If you say koala bear I know exactly what you mean It's not worth me Getting that upset about But I fucking it's do just an
0: irrational thing It's not
2: a bear <laughs> They're not marsupials Are they
0: How much can a koala bear No they're
3: it's not funny. marsupials when,
2: Marsupials <laughs> like eggs when I see a koala No no, like, no Marsupials
0: are they? pouches uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, monotremes are egg-laying marsupials, like egg-laying the mammals. Egg-laying platypus. mammals, the platypus and the echidna.
3: Yeah, it's funny. Every time I see a koala on TV, I yell like, "It's not a reptile."
2: Yeah, <laughs> just instinctively. But nobody yeah. says it. Nobody says, "Oh, it's a koala lizard." Yeah, they don't. Idiot. Yet. So it's not a bear. What is it? Cute. To some sort of fluffy
0: mammal. Uh, Kelly says. They're criminals Yeah, they're fucking criminals <laughs> Koala bear fingerprints are scientifically indistinguishable from <gasps> finger fingerprints under forensic analysis So koala bears could be running around committing all sorts of koala bear crimes And leaving their koala bear fingerprints all over the crime scene to frame human beings Oh my god Australian police think that koala bears have <laughs> Are you loving how many times she said koala bears? F- it's
2: killing me <laughs>
0: uh, Australian police think that koala bears have actively impeded criminal investigations. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a quote from at wow underscore its underscore Ian on TikTok. Wow. Great quote. Thank you so much, Kelly Clark, for your contribution. That is there. good. Uh, the next one comes from Katie Clays, who's got the title of Mother of the Sass Queen. Huh. Huh. There you go. Is that you?
2: Yeah. Huh. I feel like Katie hasn't changed her, um, her title from last time because I remember last time we had that exact conversation. <laughs> Did we? Huh. Is I- that you? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Katie's offered a fact, which is three fun facts about Broome, Western Australia. One, Gabinge, a bush fruit found in Broome and on the Dampier Peninsula, is known to have the highest vitamin C of any fruit <gasps> in the world. Cool. <laughs> Uh, could Take that
2: oranges. Name.
0: Yeah. Sucked Idiots. In. Two. Pearl meat is a delicacy in broom and retails for around $150 per kilo.
2: Pearl meat.
0: Yeah, I guess it's in the yeah. is that, does that mean in the oyster
2: or whatever? I guess so. That's or the
0: clam, where do you get a where do you get a pearl?
2: I don't know. I'm talking to the person Or is person. this
0: totally something else entirely? Is pearl an animal that I just haven't heard of?
3: Or is pearl a
0: person? Oh She just has a she's a great butcher.
3: <laughs> Pearl's meat. And <laughs> come on down. Come
2: on down to Bells Meat
3: We're closed Saturdays. Which is a bad business decision. But anyway, I love watching they get big games. Three I'm closed.
0: <laughs> Three. Before the Levy Bank was built in nineteen seventy-four, cinema goers at Sun Pictures, the world's oldest outdoor cinema, would lift their feet as the tide came in that sounds awesome. Rumor has it that you could catch a fish during a screening. That
3: is so Ooh, cool. That's cool. I saw
0: a great video during uh, the recent flooding up north and obviously it was a t- tough time. Mm. but there was one great video of a guy on a, on the pokies with the window open and the water was up and he had a fishing rod out there. So he's having a, drinking a beer on the pokies while fishing out the window. It's really and they trying.
2: say men can't multitask. He's <laughs> really trying his luck.
0: Uh, so uh, Katie says, I share these facts in the hope to entice you to come and do a live episode in Broome, which would only be a 10-hour drive from my place, so I'd for sure make the trip for you lot and some broom time. Little context on my title, my four-year-old daughter must be taking tips from the sass twins as she's literally, <laughs> uh, she's really testing me with her sassiness.
1: <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you, Katie Clays.
3: That's
2: great, Katie Clays. I haven't been to Broome. I would love to go. I'd me love to go to Broome, It's a too. long
3: way away, but I'd love it to be there. It is a long way
2: away. I think my um, uh, my brother is, you know, in that area, and we're, we're, we're thinking it would be nice to go and visit him, because I haven't seen him for a while, but... It is a long way to go.
0: Sounds like it could be worth the trip oh with God. those three facts.
2: Absolutely.
0: Next one comes from Ben Johnson, who has the title, Hi, I'm American actor Ben Johnson. You may remember me from such films as She Wore a Yellow Ribbon, Wagon Master, and Chisholm. I do, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben has got a question. Hi, Matt. Can you read this first part in a joke nasty way? Like mean it, Like mean but fun. Also, wink at Dave so he knows it's a joke. Okay. All right, I'm looking. Oh, also, don't read out this bit. Thanks. Oh, fuck.
2: Well, I mean, you don't read it till you read it, so it's fair I've enough I've said that. that many times. Yeah. That I think was, maybe Ben
0: was hoping he was, that would happen. Yeah, he's probably... That was or a not. test. That all went exactly
2: as he planned. Now uh, do the mean bit.
0: All right, question. How long does it take to read one fucking book?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Answer. I'll let you know when the book cheat episode comes out. <laughs> is it because... Ben, was he the one who commented something and you stopped uh, doing? Was that Ben? Or is this a different thing? Uh, Which one of your many book cheat beefs is this about?
3: <laughs> ben is uh, wanting me to read A Brief History of Time right. by Stephen Hawking.
2: Uh oh. The pitter-patter of a little dog. Hey, oh, Goose,
3: dog. Hey, Goose After home. a long, also, hard day's work. I'd love to point out that you didn't fucking wink at me, so I didn't get any oh. of the humour. <laughs> it just was, came across as an attack, Ben.
0: Okay, well, this makes sense because there's a bonus fact. When Stephen Hawking was diagnosed with motor neurone disease in 1963 at the age of just 21, it was estimated a life expectancy of two more years. But he showed those doctors the metaphorical middle finger and lived for another 55 years, dying in 2018 at the age of 76. Today, Hawking is buried at Westminster Abbey alongside the likes of Sir Isaac Newton and Charles Dickens. Hi. What did you think of that fact there, Goosey Boy? What do you think? <laughs> That's me. That? That's me. <laughs> Hey, Goose
2: Hi, Goosey Hey, Pop Pop
0: Oh, yes, I can hear it It's coming through loud and clear, Goosey a, oh, he
2: uh, any,
0: any retort to Ben?
3: Ben, I've been doing a lot of reading in my little break from book cheats And uh, when we come back, some new books will be covered Yeah, he's
0: been doing some reading, like vows Yeah, that's what
3: yeah, reading i reading out that. my vows um, uh, Ben, you've just got to stay tuned like everyone else Book Cheat will be back soon and we'll see Will I cover Book Cheat will
0: return
1: Oh! <gasps>
0: Uh, thank you, Ben. And finally, from Daniel Ryan, aka Dude Who Can't Think of a Good Title, uh, has got a brag.
2: Love a brag. Love a brag. We love to see a brag.
0: Uh, Daniel writes I recently got a job which allows me to support the pod in a way it deserves. Oh, that's in the nice. way it deserves. Thanks for the years of entertainment. It's helped me through breakups, deaths, and so much more hardship which I'm sure is true for so many other listeners. Oh, thank you, Daniel. That's
2: so so nice, Daniel. We appreciate that.
3: And congrats on the new gig. Bit braggy
0: for me, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. That's uh, that's very lovely. Uh, Yeah, congrats on the gig. I hope you're loving it.
2: That's great.
0: Uh, Another thing we like to do here at Do Go On is thank a few of our other supporters. Normally, with a little game just to come up with based on the topic at hand. So we're going to thank... Three supporters each And Jess what do you reckon What What are we going to give them each Could, it be, could be a nickname She of tweak
2: style Yeah I was thinking nickname But we do that often But we could go nickname Or I was thinking The two sports they're very good at Because you know He was very good at oh, footy He was a yeah. jewel And then chose And tennis And tennis Yeah okay all right. Just the
0: three an sports no, each. Let's that two two. are <laughs> run out of sports. Real you know, quick. one
2: that they sort of like was their, their first passion, and then something that took over.
0: Great. Love that. I think. And then I'll try and give them a rhyming nickname. <laughs> no, that'll be very brutal. I'm too, glad you chose this too one instead, yep. yeah. Uh, I'd love to thank, if I may begin, from Fitzroy North here in Melbourne, Australia, Dean Caldwell.
2: Dean Caldwell was actually um, uh, very good at soccer. Yep. Um, as a young uh, A young person And then uh, Actually what happened Is one One particular game um, a, a fellow player Sort of fell in front of him And Dean did this Very cool Like jump over And there was actually An athletic scout In the stand And went Ooh That was quite a high Jump you just did there <laughs> You might be very good At hurdles
0: Yeah And he was known as The rocker of soccer I Ever since
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was you- thinking Fokker of soccer
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, that's that I think that one's gonna make the most sense of all the ones we do. Yeah. we've started uh very good there.
2: Thank you. Next up
0: from Yarrawara in New South Wales, Australia, it's Anna.
2: Anna
3: Anna, of course, a uh, very good swimmer growing up. Yes. Anna. One of the best.
2: Uh, Anna the Fish, they called her. She
3: uh she booked <laughs> she booked a table. Mish Fish. <laughs> She booked a table at uh, her local swimming club, but there was a bit of a mix-up, and she accidentally booked the pool table inside the clubhouse and was very good at it and became snooker world champion. Wow. Left the pool
0: behind.
2: Wow. The puker of
0: snooker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she spewed up success
2: You said Oh god Thank god I don't have to come up With nicknames <laughs> And you're doing it anyway And you're doing it amazingly
0: <laughs> And finally for me I'd love to thank From Collingwood Also here in Melbourne Australia It is Liz Brandt
2: Liz Brandt Obviously Liz uh, A champion Dancer and As a child
0: Hungry Hungry Hippos
2: That's the That's Liz's second sport Yeah Hungry Hungry Hippos Yeah Okay Wow See, Dave and I have been like building stories oh. around how things have happened, but yeah, dancer and then hungry, hungry hippos. Well,
0: the story is she was practicing dancing in her living room <laughs> when she accidentally stood on one of the hippos' balls and invented a new move, uh, which she called the hippo. Yeah, and then uh, the good people at Mattel or whatever the brand who Nestle. probably make Nestle, whoever make hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> The chocolate version of...
1: Yeah.
0: uh, They came by and said, we want to sponsor you. Uh, We've actually got a hippo tournament coming up. She played, was a natural, won the tournament and became officially a double threat. Yeah.
2: So pretty cool for Liz there. Um, May I thank some people as well? Please.
0: Please do. I would
2: love to thank from Arlesworth in Great Britain. Is in London? Uh, Laura Digan. Laura. Or Digan.
0: Laura Digan, Laura Digan, bowling down Digan's Alley. Beautiful ten-pin bowler. Forgot yeah. what the next part of that was. I was going to say ten. Ten-pin bowling. Pin bowling. Yeah, yep. so a real good ten-pin bowler. Yeah, wow. Uh, and after that, um, one time uh, the cleaner was uh, early cleaning the lanes, and Laura uh, broke his ankle. And broke art, the, cleaners the cleaner's ankle oh, with the wow. bowling ball. Oh my god! And after that, um, was spotted by talent scouts from uh, the heavy industry, and she was she went into debt collecting and became a world champion <laughs> debt <deck laughs> collector. collector. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Breaking ankles, taking kneecaps. She Jeez. did it all. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's very impressive, and well done to you, Laura. Uh, I would also love to thank from Hastings here in Victoria, Heidi Russell.
3: Heidi Russell, of course, started out as a uh, a, a fencer as a child.
2: Yes. Yeah, a lot Um, of children started. mm -hmm. Sword play. Yeah, yeah, sword.
3: (laughs) Sword play. And then um, obviously when you're a child, people throw, uh, siblings throw things at you. Yes. And um, Heidi was just hitting them back in the air, and then someone said, you know what, you should play badminton. Yes. Mm. So, yes. world champion Whoa, badminton that's player. Good. That's right. I wanted to be a
2: fencer, but... Um.
0: Rocker of the shuttle cocker. they <laughs> called her.
2: Yes, that's what they called Heidi. <laughs> um, and finally, for me, I'd love to thank from Lang Warren, also in Victoria, Natalie Spirison.
0: Natalie Spirison. Uh, Played in the WNBA, highest level of basketball. Yep. Uh, but when shooting uh, a shot was discovered, um, someone in the crowd said, "Shooting! Jeez, she's good shooting." Yeah. I said, "Imagine if we took the ball out of her hand and put a gun in there." Okay. <laughs> Classic America. She went to the Olympics, won gold in. Clay pigeon shooting, if that is wow, That's probably wow. target shoot. What is it called? Mm. Is it called clay shooting? Clay shooting. I'm trap.
2: Sure. Trap. Trap.
0: Yeah, and she also yeah, this doesn't count, but also um, got into music and, and made a trap album that was also wow. big, underground but big. In, that, it, is in that underground, yeah. Dave, do you want to take us home?
3: Hey, I'd like to take you home by thanking from Helston in Great Britain. The name is all one word: Hollow me. Holla
2: Holla me. me. Holla me. Holla me. (laughs) Holla me. Holla me.
0: Holla me. Everything is all right. (laughs)
3: Remember
0: that song? Um, yeah, it's one of my. It's uh, in my bottom ten all-time songs. Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Bottom
3: ten. Yeah. What else is in there? I'd love to hear this. Scar quickly. Tissue
0: by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. Yeah. Uh, Last Kiss by Pearl Jam.
2: Oh where? Oh where is that one? Yeah. Oh Ma baby. These songs Get aren't fair. that. They're not that bad. No, but that's not a good Pearl okay, Jam yep, no. I, th-
0: I think maybe it's because they're often by. Pretty, you know, pretty decent bands, but they're just dull they songs. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, sure. Yeah, okay, that's understandable.
0: I haven't updated the list in a long time. I've um, become more positive since my <gasps> angsty.
2: years. <laughs> yes. yeah. Holla me. Uh, started out in rowing. Started out in rowing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um. In the rowing, and uh, and then one time had a elbow injury. Mm. So they, to, they were sitting out for a little while um, and, and so they were doing a lot of lower body exercise yeah, yeah. while their elbow healed and they were discovered uh, doing... Footsie.
0: footsie, professional footsie. Professional footsie, that's right. Were you right. looking for help? There? Yes. And footsie. did I give you some? Footsie. Yes. Footsie, futsal,
3: Footsie. Footsal. Footsal.
0: No, footsie. footsie. Footsie, under the table. <laughs> under the yeah, table, great. footsie. Like um, the classic Ronnie Chang bit. I won. That's <laughs> that bit? No, you were playing footy with his sister. <laughs> playing footsie with my sister. I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, great couple okay. of sports there from Holomey. Holomey.
3: I would like to thank from Coburg here in Victoria, Jess Mitchell. Jess Mitchell. Jess Mitchell, of course, started out uh,
0: skiing. Yep. And ended up, after falling off a slope down a cliff, she started rock climbing Oh right Self taught had, for survival Just had to come back up Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got
3: real good It's amazing at it.
2: what you can learn When your life depends on it Yeah You know I think that's what I was missing at school mm. um, The stakes were not high enough
3: Yeah like if the The swimming coach Had put their gun to your head And said look You're gonna do the freestyle In under two minutes then yeah, maybe
2: yeah. I would've done it Yeah But nobody was it. pushing me Yeah So I was like Nah I can't you Do swimming to- I got my period <laughs> That worked every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> you yeah,
0: heard that for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, I know. I
2: know. That's why it's I need to. It's a concern.
0: Out. Yeah.
3: Mm. Oh, thanks, Jess. And finally, I'd like to thank from. Uh, that's Jess Mitchell, I'm thanking, not you. I would like to thank. Oh, I got you. It. never you, never me. <laughs> I'd like to thank from East Victoria Park in Western
2: Australia. Why is that? East Victoria Park yeah. in Western Australia. It's going be more west from Victoria. Erin Holbeach. Erin Holbeach. Holbeach is a fantastic name. Mm, love that. And actually quite um uh fitting because Aaron is a champion surfer spent right. a lot of time at the beach okay um champion surfer got bit by a shark
0: oh yeah
2: uh, well not bit like, an, like a like a little bite not didn't you a, know a small nibble small nibble but it made Aaron think you Know and then Aaron got really into cycling.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I'm not going in the water anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Surfing and then I get all sandy,
0: and I've already, I'm already world champion of that. Yeah. Next,
2: yeah, I've so like I've clocked it. Yeah, done. It's boring to me now.
0: What else?
2: So, yeah, and Aaron's a champion cycler, you know, the ones in the little velodrome. And oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, that's the round, cool. roundy roundies, yeah, the roundy roundies <laughs> and the Olympics. Very cool stuff. Did you see the Olympics? Uh, the most recent Olympics when the guy's handlebars fell off his bike. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Not actually. He was going quite fast and it was a bad injury. Yeah, it was but full on. Crazy. Anyway.
0: Uh, thank you so much to Aaron, Jess, Holomey, Natalie, Heidi, Laura, Liz, Anna and Dean. And the last thing we like to do here is thank a few of our long-term supporters that have been on the shout-out level or above for three straight years. It's the Triptage Club. Uh, this is a club that's both in our hearts and minds. Uh, It's theater of the mind. I'm gonna uh, be standing at the door. There's a velvet rope, I've got a clipboard. If your name's on it, I'm gonna welcome you in after lifting up that rope Dave's on stage. He's going to really hype you up. He's your hype man. Everyone who's already in the club is there chanting along with your name. Jess is uh, hyping Dave because he's not very good at this and he needs a bit of backup. That's not the reason. It's
3: because it's nice to hype up the hype man.
2: Yeah, it's nice to be nice to your friends. And then Jess, unlike you, you don't know what that's fucking. Jess is a double threat.
0: She's also behind the bar, coming up with a cocktail. What's the warny?
2: Uh, it's VB.
0: VB, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> VB, oh yeah. But I
2: put it in a tall glass and I put an umbrella in it.
0: Oh, fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's, and it's ice cold.
0: Red Bull vodka's also available. Also,
2: it's always available. It's an open bar.
0: And Dave, you normally book a band? You're never going to believe this. What? I obviously book
3: this months and months and months in advance. Yeah, and I so have... what?
2: You're telling me that it somehow coincides with what we've talked about I today? S-
3: I somehow have the greatest quattro of all time. What? Performing
2: live together.
3: What? We've got... Chris Martin No The Boss Bruce Springsteen What? Old what? Blue Eyes himself Frank Sinatra Oh my god And on harmonica Shane Keith Warren Whoa, Whoa.
2: All performing together
0: like That, that is time some, I didn't mention that story But he did play harmonica With Coldplay on stage I the saw them I was oh, at that gig You really were
2: too We've
3: talked about one that One the most um, Amazing. The whole crowd was like Is that Shane Warren? That's
0: so cool <laughs>
3: It was very uh, Surprising But now A great memory
0: So so cool And
3: then he, But he, he was Honestly, he was in key. He was a decent harmonica player. I okay. Him with the boss, uh, Frank, threat.
2: and... Wow, oh, that'd be beautiful. Chris. And was Chris it interesting Martin, that
0: you didn't have Muhammad Ali there singing along like he is in the mural <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. famous? No, <laughs> hey, you can't get everyone. No, that's true. We'll, we'll try, we're still working on it's, getting yeah, Muhammad right, all I, the time. Yeah,
0: I contact these people all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, so we've got seven inductees. Are you ready to bring them in?
2: Are you ready to not be a, a grumpy negative ass when Dave does an amazing job?
0: Okay. <laughs> Dave used to do such a great job. Oh Don't my get me God. wrong. He used to. When? A while back. When? <laughs> when
3: did I do a good job at this?
0: <laughs> early, day, early days. But uh, I feel like you've lost the passion. Anyway, let's see if it has returned when we welcome in from Seattle. In Washington, United States Stephanie P Stephanie P The one for me Come on there Stephanie Oh, maybe he's back And from four ways In ZA Is that Switzerland or something? No Where would I get Switzerland from ZA? Uh, ZA ZA Jeez, that's halted Yeah, it could be ZA Oh, South Africa Ah Oh, pardon us Uh, From South Africa Africa from four ways in South Africa. It's Beatrix Williams. Ooh. Beatrix Williams
3: uh, from four ways. Four way, stop. Everyone, stop. Beatrix is here. Yes. Come on. Come, come on through, just just Beatrix. Keep talking. I don't, I
0: don't know if I fully understand. From Shut up. Covington in uh, Kentucky in the United States, it's Ray Jan Wilson. You
3: can call him Ray. You, you can, can call, call him Jan. Ray. You can call him Wilson, but we'll call him Ray Jan Wilson. Yes. <laughs> and welcome.
0: St. John in Indiana in the United States is Kathy Payonk. Oh, Kathy, pay on! Kathy's paying off. Paying off! Yes! From Zephyrillus in Florida Ooh. in the United States is Albert Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that, really, that pronunciation really put me
3: Albert
2: Favre. 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 Uh, just your lack of confidence in the, in the word. It was very funny. Um Favre. Uh, you're, my f- you're my you're my favourite. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. Good.
0: From Oxnard in California in the United States, it's Brian Stafford. <laughs> we're running out of steam. <laughs>
2: we really are. you were on the momentum.
3: Oxnard is a Foxnard <laughs> Yeah. Yes.
0: And Brian. finally, from Austin, Texas, stay weird in the United States. It's Alec Ruiz Guerrero. Wow.
3: Ruiz, more like Rulers. Yeah, Alex, yeah. Rulers.
0: Welcome Thank into the club. Alec, Bryant, Albert, really Cassie, ray Jen, Beatrix, and Stephanie. Yes. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Bob, what, do we have to tell them anything before
2: we go? Just if you want to suggest a topic, you can do so. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can also do it at dogoonpod.com. Uh, and you can follow us on all social media, dogoonpod, um, across all those, and dogoonpod at gmail.com if you want to flick us an email. Love that Nice Hey
3: we'll be back next week With another episode As we always are But until then I'll say thank you And I'll say goodbye Later
1: Bye
0: In April 1990 Oh jeez A couple of friends of mine Are almost born Around that time Daryl and Jen uh, Jessington.
3: Jen Jessington?
0: <laughs> Jen Jessington. <laughs>
3: Daryl <laughs> Yeah, Darryl And Jen. Jen, Jen Jessington. Jessington. Are they married? Well, is that a couple?
0: No, no, they're brother and sister. Oh, okay. They're yeah, twins. Couple of, a couple twins. of my friends. I was born in 1990. It doesn't matter. I don't know what. Well,
2: d- if they were brother and sister, and they were both. Born that year They're either born
0: uh, yeah Maybe oh. nine months apart Jess
2: Okay That's literally What I was about to say <laughs> oh, You <Jess>. rude fuck <laughs> One was born Early in the why. year
0: I'm not sure why You brought up Daryl and Jen But yeah They're great Daryl people Daryl and Jen Jessington. Jessington Yes Let's move on for They sound Looking around the room They sound so hot though
3: They sound really hot they're And cool not annoying people. at all No way And they've
2: definitely fucked Oh for sure
3: <laughs> Not, not each, other. each
2: other Not each other <laughs> Not each other To be we very did say clear
0: brother and sister But <laughs>